It's Manny with Machete. This is Dipper Rip Podcast. So we're at the Thunderdome earlier than anyone wanted to be today because we were up fucking hella late last night doing another podcast. We're here with my brother Manny Hernandez from Phoenix. He's in town. What's up? And we're here with Josh. He's drawing John Wick's back piece of tattoo on somebody. Hell yeah. That's not John Wick. That's John Wick. No. The person is that's getting it is not John Wick. Definitely not. Probably wants to be John Wick. Yeah, I don't think I didn't think Josh had a post Keanu fucking reads this morning <laughs> well, to get a John Wick back piece. I know it's not even a fucking joke. He's for real. He's tracing the goddamn. He's all been having. I've been paying this person a thousand dollars a day to just draw this thing on me. Can we just get it tatted for real now? <laughs> yeah. So somebody's for real getting it, and Josh is for real drawing a back piece size right now. And little Josh was late. I was fucking not late today. <laughs> you were late. I was late six minutes. Dude, dude I pulled around the corner and Josh's truck was here, and I was like, how the fuck did they beat me, dude? How? And I was like, oh, that truck's really high off the ground. Never mind. You thought you were slick for one minute, dude? Dude, no, for one minute, I thought somehow you fuckers got here. Dude, you try to get here fast? I run? tried so hard to get here fast, dude. My eyes slammed open like fucking shutters. <laughs> this morning, I was like, fuck, God, no. <laughs> so, a little backstory. I've... Manny married my wife's sister. I married him. And I've hung out and worked with Manny for like 10 years or almost 10 years or something. 10 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, you met me. You met me in my apprenticeship. So that was before I tattooed full time. And that was almost 12 years ago. How so old were you? I was when you met me. I was 20 and I'm 31 right now. And I think I did like my first tattoo when I was 20 and I didn't have, I don't have any wild ass story. I did it like, I guess what people would consider the right way. You just did a tattoo at a shop? Mm-hmm. With somebody helping you? And it was, I was probably, I would have been better off probably just fucking tattooing in my kitchen because I had no guidance. And like my mentor was super tight. Dave, you know, Dave Richie. Dave Richie. Yeah, and he was super tight, but he taught me <clears throat> all the opposite side of like the tattoo stuff. You know, he taught me like the business aspect, I guess you would say, of like how to how to build a clientele and maintain it. But build a, build a clientele, maintain it through his mistakes. So it was always when he would tell me to do something or whatever. You know, you'd always be like, you know, if you're tattooing someone, don't be fucking around, take a million breaks, you know, like they're here to get a tattoo. Don't take for fucking ever. Give them what they want. Do it good. Do it fast. And I'm like, motherfucker, you take like eight million smoke breaks. You're late all the time. You don't even have a fucking drawing. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, I'm I'm not telling you to copy me. I'm telling you what to do to help your clients be like the most max potential of happy. So that was super tight. Because he taught me from all his fucking mistakes. And I would watch him still do that shit and then try to do the opposite. Do the opposite? Well, when I think when we worked there, I remember Dave playing a lot of Call of Duty. It was fucking... Uh, it was not Call of Duty. It was like fucking Counter-Strike Ra- Rainbow Counter Strike or Rainbow Six or something like that. Because he used to do those fucking matches where he'd be like... At six, I got to get on and play this fucking match. And we used to fucking make fun of him because he used to call himself Ghost and shit. And it was like the most 
ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever fucking Sounds heard. Sounds like my kind of guy. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he would get along with Josh real good, dude. <clears throat> and you know, he would he would do that shit. And I think because he'd do it, he just wanted to like give a good example of him teaching people and have it be um, a good representation of him and he and he had a few good apprentices you know and like they went on to do shit you know and like the reason i got even my apprenticeship was that dude uh i think i've showed you his stuff he goes by eric zona on instagram is in new york or something no he he was in new york and then i've just always kept up with him we don't talk much but i've always kept up with him um, as far as like where he goes and shit, he works at Port City in in Long Beach, Coast Mesa, I think, Mesa, or, I think yeah, or something like that. Somewhere and he he's fucking amazing tattooer now. Like so good. Um he's or he's how I got my apprenticeship because I was going around the shop while he was learning and getting like just little fucking twenty dollar tattoos, like when the apprentices there were started tattooing, there was like this, that little template. I think you saw it was like the inside of a DVD case. And it was just like the, the CD part was punched out. Whatever tattoo you did, it had to fit within that circle. No matter what. I never saw it, but that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was smart of Dave to do that. And at the time it was like, when I was doing it, I was like, Okay, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know, if, if it's long, if it's a dagger, if I cut it in half, it'll fit in that thing, you know? So I just, like, I would always bend the rules and shit. And, but I, I got into it because I was hanging out and going in, and I would go see Eric every once in a while. And, you know, uh, he ended up, he kind of stuck his neck out for me. Uh, I was in between jobs. I think I was at the time when this happened. I think when I started my apprenticeship, I was like 19. Were you working at the furniture place? Or was that no, before? that was that was like I, I had just lost my job at the furniture spot working for fucking uh, Danny Northside from Northside Kings. And uh, that spot closed because like, you know, the the housing economy crash kind of or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was and it fucking, fucking sucked hard. in Phoenix. It, it hit fucking super hard. So no one was buying furniture. Yeah, our shop closed. The shop yeah. got closed. So it was like fucking crazy. And I, I think at the time I was working at Circle K. I fucking hated my life. And I just like quit that you were fucking, fucking... pretty fucking mad, bro. Yeah, I was pissed, dude. I was like, what the fuck? I just went from having the dopest job ever, getting paid like a decent amount of money for being like out of high school. And like taking furniture to people's houses and like stupid shit like that. And um, I think because I didn't have a job, the shop <clears throat> was right by where I lived, you know. So if I was out job hunting or turning applications, you always walk past it. I was I was always right there, you know. So I just like stop in and say what's up or whatever, like when I could. And uh, I, I got my apprenticeship because that dude had seen like a couple of drawings. Me and him hung out with like the same circle of friends and we both fucking slept in our buddy Mike's wild ass fucking squat house for a little bit. And 
I, I had done some drawings and I think he j- just brought it up like pretty mildly. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know, like I'm not doing shit, you know, and like I have like not really that much of expensive rent. Like and I have like a, a huge overhead to start like an apprenticeship or whatever. So you were fucking 20, 21? Yeah, I was, yeah, so. I was 19. <laughs> so you had fucking I was nothing. 19, so like I, my fucking thing was like I was partying with like all my roommates and shit and we'd throw these fucking wild ass ragers and stuff and everybody would come over and like all that and <clears throat> I think tattooing helped me figure that out and stop being a crazy fucking asshole because I tell you guys like I don't drink anymore not because I don't like to or I don't think it's it's sick but I fucking turn the fuck up like all the way you know like I have no control it's just like full blast or like I'm sleepy. I want to go to bed if I have like two beers, you know? So um, that dude helped me get an apprenticeship. I worked. I got it. And then me and him and a couple of the dudes at the shop, they were just being like super gnarly. And at the time I was 19, I was like, I don't got to fucking deal with this shit, you know, like whatever. And I I was friends with him. He was the dude that got me the apprenticeship. And I was just like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to lose a friendship over learning learning to learn to tattoo. Like, I'm just doing this to not sit at my house or whatever. So I'm just not going to do it anymore. So I left, and then I ended up seeing him at a show. He was kind of pissed because he stuck his neck out, you know. And I think we, we talked it out. My buddy Ryan fucking, we were kind of yelling at each other. And my buddy Ryan fucking made us hug it out and... We're cool, you know, like I saw him a couple times after that. I haven't seen him since he moved away, but when we see each other, it was just, it was chill, you know? So that was cool. And then I think I had had mentioned that that's why I had left, that I didn't want to fuck up my friendship with that dude, Eric, because he was was a fucking awesome dude. And I'm sure he's still, it's how he fucking surfs, he tattoos real fucking good, you know? Um, But... I had mentioned to Bryson, you know Bryson. No Bryson. And uh, Bryson came when we would throw these big ass ragers. He would fucking show up, dude. And his fucking wild ass friend Greg, who was doing the most wild shit, you know, Denver. Yeah, (laughs) we can't even talk about the shit that he was doing because he was fucking on one all the time. He's more. He he would take his pants off to get a wrist tattoo. Yeah, dude, he was wild. Like, (laughs) yeah, dude, you had to sit naked. In the shop. He's more like a flannel, dude. Just fucking everything, yeah. And just have a tie-dye shirt on looking like fucking, I don't even know, dude. Like fucking, like, like a white Bismarcky, dude. Like it was fucking wild. So I ran into Greg and, and Bryson at my house. And Bryson was like, hey, man, like what happened? Da, 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 da. And I just explained to him like, you know, like at the time when you're 19, like your fucking friends, especially with how my shit was going i mean you met me when i was like real angry the only thing i had really going on were like my friends and uh that shit was really important to me and i didn't want to lose friendships over like personal gain and shit like that i think i've always like kind of had that attitude with stuff and uh so he he asked me about it explained that to him you know like oh it's just it's whatever man like i i you know, it was just, it was, it was too much for the time and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, well, well, have you thought about getting back into it? I'm like, no, no, man. Like, I'm not really, 
you know, crazy, super interested. And it wasn't that I wasn't interested, but I knew that if it was something that I needed to do, that it would come back, you know, and cause I had tried to get apprenticeships before, like right when I turned 18, there was, um, I think you might remember him. His, his name was Hefe. He worked at love and hate downtown with, uh, uh, Jason Anthony and, um, Bo worked there, Bo Brady worked there. Um, and a, a few other dudes, there's a dude, Hefe, I think, I think that's where he worked and he moved and he was at another shop and I'd go in, he tattooed my ex-girlfriend and, and, uh, I would just like bug him every once in a while. Like, Hey man, let me apprentice, you know, was he in the, did he move to the East Valley? And yeah. Well he was, yeah. So he was downtown and he moved to, uh, electric Haven when there was a, a tattoo shop in there still. Mm. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Electric Haven was like, um, it's like a tattoo and barbershop in, in Arizona. They were like pretty, pretty well known. And um, that's where that dude worked. He tattooed my ex there. And I was just, I just thought that shit was cool as fuck, you know? So, you know, I always thought tattoos were pretty tight. You know, we were always going to hardcore shows. Yeah, shit. hardcore shows. So all of them had hard-ass tattoos. Yeah, dude, like super fucking hard-ass tattoos. You're like, oh my God, that guy probably fucking killed someone. That's why he's yelling like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but, you know, as a kid, it was just like way more like, holy shit, you know? So, um, especially like fucking Bo was, he sang in a band um, when we were younger. And that motherfucker was tattooed like, a lot it's like because he was he was a fucking tattooer already and i don't even i i can't even really i don't know how Bo, how old Bo is and um i just remember seeing that dude and like fuck that dude's probably like 30 and he'll murder you <laughs> you know and like he was he, the couple interactions that shows i had before i even realized that he was like a tattooer he was super nice he, to me like i met him through one of his friends so it was kind of you know, we had a couple interactions here and there, and and I think that kind of influenced a lot of like me getting into tattooing. And then if I take it further back, because I try to think of like the first time I saw tattoos and was just like, "Yeah, fucking tattoos are sick," That's you know. Sick. Um, and I think it was my grandpa. My grandpa. What did, he, what did he have? My grandpa had the hardest fucking Virgin Mary back piece I've ever seen, and it was done by it. <clears throat> a dude in, in Roswell, New Mexico, who he was like the dude that you went to to get tattoos there. I think his name was Milo. I'm not a thousand thousand percent sure, but I think that was his name. And he did that Jesus head on my dad's arm. The one under, that has your name under yeah, it? Yeah, it has my name under it. And it's fucking the crispiest, like nicest, like newsletter looking cursive, like newspaper yeah. like looking cursive. It's fucking super nice, single needle stuff. And he did my grandpa's back. It was a big ass Virgin Mary. And I remember I saw that shit. That's, that's, I think I was like eight when I saw that. Like my grandpa, you know, he's built like me. So he pulled his shirt off. It was fucking huge. He's built it was like, like goddamn. Built like a gorilla. Dude. Yeah. Cause he's, <laughs> he was, he was a fucking, yeah. He's a, he's a short, stocky Mexican dude. And dude he's, a, he he's a boxer and he's fucking big ass back. Huge that he had a fucking he was the first dude I seen with the uh, face tattoo. He had a teardrop on his face, and I just remember like looking at my grandpa, and he was the nicest person I ever met in my life. But 
Yeah, seeing the, the hardest fucking tattoos. I, ever. I remember seeing the picture of him like in a real nice suit. And yeah, he had still the teardrop on his face. Yeah, show me, and I was all damn. Yeah, like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> like now, I, then I didn't understand it. I was like, oh, why is he so sad that he tattooed that on his face permanently? <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then like I got further into life, and I was like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> like holy fuck. <laughs> well, because yeah. your whole family's from Roswell, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. My whole my my. Then you moved to Phoenix. Yeah, my my whole family is from. Roswell, New Mexico. My grandpa, my grandma's still there. Uh, my grandpa passed away after I'd moved to Phoenix. That was like my dad's dad. And then my mom's dad, he lives somewhere around there. Like there's, there's like a string of small towns there. Yeah, like yeah. it's like Roswell, uh, Artesia, Carlsbad. I think it's like kind of Southeastern New Mexico. If I I just remember when, you, when you say Roswell, everyone asks you about aliens. Yeah, dude. Every fucking time, dude. Every Bro, time. you ever seen an alien? Yo, shut the fuck up, Yeah, dude. and, and I, for the longest time, I used to like be like, fucking aliens ain't real because I'm from there. And there's like just alien museums everywhere and alien <laughs> fucking <laughs> stores with like... Motels. Yeah, just everything was themed that. The fucking McDonald's was like, the play place was just a giant UFO. Is like, that outside. Tony Hawk really there? Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You idiot! But everything, everything was themed that way, you know. So it was like I grew up around it. So it was just like that shit's stupid, you know. And it, I think that was really the only thing that Roswell had going on was that. And then like New Mexico is like known for like green chilies and shit. So they had like the green chili festival in New Mexico, and me and my friend Ray would go there all the fucking time when that shit would happen. It was like one weekend out of you know every. I think it was every six months or once a year. And there was just like this wild ass like carnival festival, and we just do stupid shit like buy stink bombs and blow that shit up in the middle of the fucking <laughs> crowd or whatever. We're just being like little shitheads, you know. So when you, so back to when you when you met Dave, because I know Bryson, Bryson was already there because I, I think I, I probably met you. Yeah. How long? So, how long? How long were you there when I met you? Were you actually? I was there? already there. So it had to have been. I think I was already there like almost a year. When I met you, because like right after you had worked there, and then, um, because what was it? Called? It was called Americana then, right? That's when you walked in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, because so, I'd, I'd always seen that shop. My mom worked next door. It's yeah. Like General Dynamics, or it used to be Motorola. Yeah. I'd always see that shop, and I was be like, one day we'll go in there, dude. I always thought I'd walk in there, dude, and everyone would be like, What's, what the fuck's up? And everyone would be my friend, you know? Yeah. I don't know why the fuck I thought that. Just because it was comfortable because my mom worked there or yeah. something. My uncle lived up around the corner, and I ran away from home. I was living up there, you know? Yeah. One of, one of them few times. Yep. Just running, running away from home all the fucking time, dude. <laughs> um, fuck, I was trying to think of what we were saying. Oh, yeah, so Dave, Dave owned that spot. Um, I was there a year when you had come in. And I remember that shop being so fucking hot, dude. Because those windows were gigantic. Like huge windows and the, neon and checkered floor, and it was yeah, and fucking so goddamn the, hot. When the sun the set, the sun was set right in front of the shop, so then it was like so hot as fuck. And then Dave wouldn't let you turn that motherfucker down under like eighty. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, come on, you know? And then he would make me go outside in the middle of the fucking day in the summer and fucking Windex those windows. You evaporate on Yeah. The-, <laughs> the second that that fucking Windex touched that fucking window, it would just disappear. He made me do that shit three times a day for some fucking reason. And I was just like, God damn it, dude. But yeah, you you came. I think I, I, I 
you were there and then I graduated my apprenticeship after you left. I think like a month or two after you left. Where you and Dave were always fucking at, like about to fight for like six, <laughs> six dude, months. You were yeah. like, I was like, damn, dude, the tension here is real high. Dude, then Bryson, his, his attitude, he was like real chill. He was like, hey, yeah, all right, dude. And you were fucking mad as fuck all the time. Yeah. I was real mad. And then Dave would say a bunch of wild shit to you and then walk back and play Call of Duty and still be, he'd be like talking shit to you about tattooing and he's all getting a kill streak. You just hear yeah, a lot of war going on. on and shit. And... <laughs> Isn't that how you did your first? Dude, yeah. For, okay, so I did my first tattoo in that room that he fucking played whatever it was, Call of Duty or, or whatever. And, and <clears throat> fuck, okay, let's back up. So so how I did my first tattoo, like, for, like I had picked up and like broken down a tattoo machine and like all that shit. But I never like ran one or tattooed or or anything like that. Like, and me and him, I think it just kind of came to a head one day. Like, I like I said, I used to fucking clean that shop. I mean, you saw me do it. Yeah. I would get there. I would get there before everyone. And if I like, I was, was kind of late, and like, or one day Dave decided to show up really, <laughs> he would just be like, "What the fuck, bro?" Like, just sweat me over it for like. No reason, and it's like I'm one minute late. You're you know? like a hundred hours a week. Dude. Yeah, but now it's like fuck. I ain't ever late to shit. You know, like unless like I let people know. So I'm like stoked that he did that. I'm glad he did that shit. But he um he came in one day, and I think I just I cleaned the shop in the morning at like eleven, and he showed up like Dave Wood, fucking at like five. <laughs> Right, be, right like, before I had to clean again. <laughs> he just like walks in. I'm like, what's up? What are you doing? He's like, I'm here for a fucking Call of Duty tournament. I'm like, this is a goddamn tattoo <laughs> shop. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so um I uh he he walked in and he went to the restroom and there had there had been tattoos like done in the shop already. And um he goes to the restroom and I don't know, he's taking a shit or whatever. And, I don't know if he's setting some pee. He got some pee on his butt cheeks. This guy real mad. And uh, he uh, he came out and he's like, "Hey, motherfucker!" Because that's how, that was like his thing. So it's Dave, motherfucker. Like that was his. That's his voice. That's exactly his voice. So he uh, walks out of the bathroom. He's like, "Hey, motherfucker!" There's piss all over the goddamn toilet. And I just like look at him. I'm like, yeah. That's what toilets are fucking for. You know, you piss in them and you shit in them. I don't know if you knew that, you know, they're not just there. So I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's like, do you ever fucking clean in here? And it's just like, that day it was like, oh, oh, today's the fucking day, you know, that I just lose it. And I just felt it in my fucking heart. And I was like, you know, fuck this. I think I was probably six, seven months deep into an apprenticeship. I hadn't even fucking looked at a machine and. All that shit. And when you're like that deep, working seven days a week, you know, I wasn't allowed to have a second job. I fucking, I think at this point I had slept in the shop a couple times, <laughs> like for like a week. And I would just like hit up my homies, like, hey, let me come and take a shower. Because <laughs> me and my ex had broken up and my life was just fucking insane. You know, like I had, a, I had a car, but I could barely put gas in it because I wasn't allowed to have a second job, you know. <laughs> But he didn't give you any money. No, yeah, but it, but they didn't. They didn't tip me out, and like it was just wild, dude. Like so you were taking deep breaths for lunch, dude. Yeah, I was like fuck. So what I would do is like I go that fucking sketchy bodega right there would mm-hmm. sell Lucy's. I used to smoke cigarettes, dude. So I go and buy like three Lucy's, and then I'd fucking get a gallon of water, 
and I suppressed my goddamn hunger with fucking <laughs> cigarettes and a gallon of water. <laughs> and, uh, dude, so I, um, uh, that day he fucking came in. He's like yelling at me. And then for whatever reason, it was like, I got time today. Cool. <laughs> you know, so I just fucking yelled back. You know, I was like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Like, I've been here forever and I haven't even fucking, you haven't taught me shit about tattooing. I haven't even fucking picked up a machine, all the shit. Anything that I had learned about tattooing at this point, it was because of my buddy Dan. You know, Dan from Alaska. Mm. You know, he he had taught me how to like break station down and how to, how to like set it up to the point of, where someone would just need to pick up their machines and tattoo, you know? So he taught me that shit. And that I knew that from Dan. Cause I had, I had worked, uh, like a little, uh, convention thing, which we'll talk about a little bit, um, with them. And, uh, so Dave's yelling. So I freaked the fuck out on him and I'm like, fuck you, you fucking call of duty play motherfucker. <laughs> like whatever, you know, freak the fuck out on him. And like, you were really, like yelling at each other. And I was just like mad, and I was like, "Fuck it, dude, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna box." So I just fucking said, "I was like, let's go, let's go outside, motherfucker. What's up, bitch?" And like, just wilding out. He was like, "I don't give a fuck. Fuck you." Da 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 da. And he's like, "Why are you getting so emotional? Like, just playing the cool card." It's like, "Why are you always like this, dude? This is why you're not tattooing yet." And I was like, "You motherfucker!" Like shaking, you know, like I'll fucking kill you. Like all red and. Like mad, mad, like fucking dude, about to cry. Snap, yeah, like snappy. Like, why are you so mad? Dude? Yeah, why are you so mad right now? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck you, go play Call of Duty, you son of a bitch. Like, shut the fuck up. And like, get in that room, dude. Like, kick the fucking door open, punch some shit outside. Like, mad. So I just stay outside for like two fucking hours. It's like 100, yeah, degrees. it's a hundred twenty <laughs> on fucking Hayden Road and fucking South Scottsdale. It's fucking hot, dude. I got a tan. <laughs> I'm fucking mad. Like everything is just going wrong, you know. And I'm like fuck. So then I'm like oh, shit. Like I gotta now. I gotta clean because if I don't clean right now, he's gonna be, be like, see, I fucking told you, you never fucking clean. So I'm like motherfuck. So, so just prove a point. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't understand it because I was 19. I didn't fucking understand that. Like, if you can't clean a shop every day, three days of you know, three times in one day. And and not ask why and just fucking do it. Like, how are you gonna fucking deal with whoever? Like fucking a Karen coming in being like, oh, can you change it just a little bit? And you yeah, go and change it, and you got to come back. Deal with oh well, just patience. a little, a little bit more. Fuck. Okay. And then I, how are you gonna deal with that? If you can't mop a floor three times a day, how the fuck are you gonna deal with somebody in your face telling you that what you do for a living isn't good enough for what they want? You know. How is how 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 are you gonna if you can't you know wipe windows down you can't just do shit without direction how are you gonna do that on a walk in you know when you're fucking put under the gun like well, how, how are you gonna how do that gonna, shit? how are you gonna maintain a shop at all yeah because I've worked I worked in shops where nobody cleaned shit and it sucked yeah and and because of that you know like I'll at any shop when it would get dirty I'd be like fuck like fuck instead of just like getting mad. Like, what the fuck? Why don't no one clean? You know, pulling a Dave. I'm just fucking cleaning my goddamn self. It's like cool, you know, like whatever. Like I'm not I'm not doing it for only myself. I'm doing it for my clients. And like if it, if there's anybody that I care about is gonna put before myself, it's my clients. You know. The person getting yeah, tattooed. The person yeah. getting tattooed. I don't give a fuck about the, you know, 
the dude next to me that's like, oh, well, I did, I did my apprenticeship already. I had to fucking mop five times. Like, well, you're gonna have to do it seven million more fucking times, dude. Like, and and do you want to look like you fucking tattoo in a piece of shit dorm room, or do you want to look like you fucking <laughs> tattoo somewhere worth the shit? You know, you like you tattoo an antique shop or yeah. Something? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? Everything, everything fucking dusty. Nothing's moved ever. Like. What the fuck? You no, know? they already they already mopped enough. They don't have yeah. to mop anymore now. So you know, as my apprenticeship happened, that that day happened, I freaked fucking out like hard. I was fucking mad, man. Like I was like, fuck it, I'm not coming back tomorrow. Fuck this place, I don't care. You know, Dave said. I think this was like the tail end of me and my ex breaking up right before I met you. He had got a hold of her and was like, hey, buy some grapefruits on your way home and make Manny bring them in. Because I got off at fucking 11 p.m. So I couldn't, like, <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go I pick them up myself. midnight to midnight. Yeah, dude, it was wild. I worked 11 to 11. I think on Sundays, I would get off at 7. So I had an extra four hours. Wow, wow. Yeah. the sun went down. Yeah, I wouldn't even do anything. I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> I just want to sleep extra or whatever. So she took me to the goddamn. I was mad. I was fucking heated, right? So I was like mad all day, like mad. Cause I just stood in the sun for fucking three hours. I had to fucking <laughs> clean the shop. I get yelled at by Dave. I had to hear Dave fucking play video games all day, but try to somehow teach me some sort of lesson. <laughs> we're just like, man, fuck you, dude. So we're in the car. She's like, hey, I gotta go to fucking Safeway or Harvard Sins or wherever she was, and. I was like, okay, I don't, yeah, whatever. I can't buy anything. You want me to steal, you want me to steal something for you? I got you on that if you need it, you know? Like, you want me to steal you some stuff? Yeah, I can steal you some shit, you know, or whatever. And um, so she walks in, and I was like, what do you got to get? She's like, got to get some grapefruits. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Like, at this time, there was, like, that grapefruit cleanse going around where people just eat grapefruit for, like, fucking two, three years or whatever and, like, lose nine <laughs> two, million pounds. Years. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you're like, okay, like, like a lifetime. what the fuck are you doing, you know? So, here we go. I just thought, I was like, oh, she's like gonna try this like grapefruit cleanse thing. They like, didn't know about the bottle of water, the, the yeah. water cleanse, huh? Yeah, so like I thought she was doing one of those, like a grapefruit water cleanse kind of thing. You drink a bunch of water, you eat grapefruit, it's supposed to speed, speed up your metabolism. I, I, that's what I thought she was doing. I was like, you can go on diet right now while I'm fucking having an existential crisis. Like, you better fucking chill, you know? So, uh, she goes, I do that, and I'm fucking mad. So I just, I think I just went home and like, I was so mad that, I mean, you guys know me, like I don't fucking go to sleep, but I was so mad that I was like, I need to go to sleep. Like you turn were, this shit. You were the gonna fuck be mad off. the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> I was fucking mad, dude. I was like, I'll just throw this whole goddamn planet into the sun right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's like fucking heated. So, um, she leaves the grapefruit in the car. I'm like, you made us walk around. Like, Whatever. I don't give a fuck about those grapefruits. <laughs> so go inside, go to bed, get up in the morning. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to drive you to work, which she did. But my my homie Christian that worked at the shop, um, he used to pick me up um, for the most part. And she's like, hey, I'm going to drive you to the shop today. I was like, okay. The fuck? Yeah. She drives me to the shop, get out of the car. She's like, hey, take those grapefruit with you. I'm like, I don't need no fucking grapefruit. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'll just look in the couch for change and buy a cheeseburger. You know? <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. She's like, just take it with you. And I'm like, all right. So I walk in and Dave's already there. I'm like, God damn it. Like, here we fucking go, dude. How did I come back to this place today after yesterday? You know? 
We start taking your shirt off. To and I'm like, fuck it, yeah, dude. Like, just what did you say the other day? You look like someone to take the shirt off at the river, fucking fighting people or whatever. So I was like, fuck it, you know, like whatever. So I walk in. And He's like, hey, motherfucker. Like, every time he fucking saw you, it was, that was the words that came out of his mouth. And I was like, God damn it, dude. Like, here we fucking go. And I walk in the back. I'm like, what? And he's like, the fuck you got those grapefruit for? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't got grapefruit. And he's like, well, you're about to start tattooing him. So clean the fucking shop. And I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck? So then, yeah, that was the, when I picked up the machine. But, but and, clean the shop. That, yeah, but, but clean the shop first. <laughs> Squeeze some of those grapefruits in the mop water so it smells good. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. So, um, yeah, that's how I did. I picked up a machine and did all that shit. And I didn't understand why I was tattooing grapefruit. I'm like, what the fuck? This dude got a vendetta wow. against fruit, dude. The fuck is happening? You know, like. What happens if a fruit walks in? Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. You know, like, my time's up, dude. So, um, I did that and uh, I did that shit like he would he, like I did it because I was so like fuck this is sick so I would hold a goddamn machine dude if I didn't have to clean I wasn't fucking tracing anymore I wasn't anything I was like I had that fucking machine in my goddamn hand so I like I think for that first week dude I probably tattooed grapefruit like fuck for like a dump truck of Yeah, dude, like so <laughs> like much. Just... I like fucking went and got a honeydew. I'm gonna fucking tattoo this whole bitch up and like <laughs> everything. Like I just would tattoo any anything that was a fucking fruit, dude. I'd tattoo that shit. Banana, melon. Do you look like a guy with the, anything. the math questions at the store? Yeah. <laughs> Fruit. Man, he's got eight bananas. It's like, how is he going to afford this when he doesn't make money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so um, I would just fucking. Do that shit, dude. And and that first, like, I think it was like two weeks, dude. I would, if I wasn't cleaning or doing something for Dave, and I had a machine, like, I was fucking holding that shit. And he used those five-eighth grips. Little babies. God Little damn. Little baby yeah. boys, oh, dude. God, your hand is crazy. Dude, it was like a te- technical pencil grip. Dude, and I remember, like, there would be nights that I woke up the next morning where my tendons and shit were so tight that, like, when I wake up in the morning, I could feel them, like, sliding. And like, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? But in my head, it was like, my hand hurts right now, but it's not gonna hurt in like a month if I just keep doing this every day, all kid. day. Your hands yeah. be like Kimbo Slice, yeah. dude. Dude, just fucking <laughs> buff as fuck. So did that shit, did that shit. And then at the time I lived with my roommates and my roommate Andy was this fucking wild ass fucking white kid with the Afro and loved Wu-Tang and shit, he was sick. Fucking, uh, and he had a bunch of tattoos. So he's like, hey, you're going to do your first tattoo on me. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's probably going to be in like nine months after I've tattooed fucking nine billion grapefruits. 900 pounds of fruit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. So then uh, after like two weeks of tattooing grapefruits, I think Dave finally was like, hey, call one of your stupid ass friends and tell him to come here and let, let you tattoo him. I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I just remembered Andy, like, I just remember that echoing, like, you're going to do my... First tattoo. At the time, he worked at like a skate shop, like sidewalk surfer or whatever. So I called him. I was like, hey, um, I need to do my first tattoo. He's like, oh, no shit. We're going to do it. Blah, blah, blah. This and this and that. I'm like, can you come in like tomorrow? He's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you want? And he's just like, you know, let's just do a, like a little rose or something. I was like, okay, cool. I drew a fucking rose. 
which I should have just traced. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And um, set up to do the tattoo, put it on, whatever. Did you put on a Karate Kid headband, dude? Were you dude, ready? No, I was sweaty as fuck, dude. <laughs> I was super sweaty with grapefruits around me, watching me and judging me. <laughs> and uh, Dave just fucking set me loose, dude. And I did an outline of a rose that was probably like the size of your palm, maybe. You know, and that shit took me like two hours, that outline. And it came out perfect, yep. huh? Sounds about right. Dude, it, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, if anybody um, knows like kind of somewhat like old school, I guess, thought process on shit was like, he was like, oh, you want to do lines? You're going to use a three. So I had to fucking use like a baby ass like three. To outline a traditional fucking rose. So I like passed those lines like fucking 15 times to get them as thick as I wanted to <laughs> with the three. Wound, yeah, dude. with the three, because like with the three, you touch the skin, it goes in, you know, you like you barely have to tap that shit and it like goes in. So it was like, do a three, but you see a squiggle. And I was like, ooh, like, oh shit. So like, oh, okay, I'll just double that up. And then that Double, turned triple into triple. So it was a nine-liner anyway, Yeah, dude. it was like, oh, fuck, you know, so... <laughs> Because that first line went like that, it was like, well, I got to make that whole thing thick like that. So did it, sweated my fucking ass off, and then Dave did not help me <laughs> at all. He sat at his fucking computer and was playing fucking Call of Duty or whatever, and then would just come over and look over my shoulder in a box, just say something. He just like, he just like look at him like, mm. and then just like walk away. I'm like, you fucking motherfucker, dude. So I was just like lost and... And get through. Luckily, like my buddy at the time, he had tattoos, like a bunch of tattoos. And he kind of, as weird as it was, he like coached me through it a little bit, you know, because I was like fucking sweaty. Like I, I'm still sweaty every time I tattoo. Yeah. Sweaty. You back then, you I was hey, extra I, fucking you sweaty. You had a lot of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I strong, bro. I was, dude. <laughs> my whole life was just fucking wild, you know? So I, uh, he coached me through it and he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it feels, it feels fine. Don't worry about it. You're doing good. You know? And it was, it was just good to like have that like a little bit of reassurance. Like, Oh, this dude got, he has a lot of tattoos he's fucking has all of his thighs, his chest, everything done. And he was just kind of, it don't, it don't feel worse than anything. It blah, blah, blah. Like just, just keep going. You're doing great. Yada, yada. You know, made it through that shit. It was like, whew, like, holy fuck. Was that hard? And most of the time when when you do something and that's their first experience, like maybe I should like rethink this. But I was so goddamn <laughs> every first why is how is how does anyone get good? Yeah. <laughs> so I was that's that was my thing. Cause I was looking at like good ass fucking tap mag magazines at the time, you know, like I think when I started my apprenticeship, I knew like who Grez was. And Grez is like fucking amazing so it was like so you thought you were gonna like fight. i thought it was gonna fall out of my hands or just be like a perfect grez rose you know what i mean like yes. no not happening you know so um i was just like i had seen his shit and like all that stuff and i was i was tracing and and like i would just trace every piece of fucking traditional flashman shop and i just knew that i liked that shit that was a lot of what like hardcore kids had and I would trace like a fuckload of Dave had a ton of Lee Hanna shot Lee Hanna fucking flash in there. 
mm. a bunch of Chris Arredondo Flash, uh, a bunch of um, like Coleman shit, like kind of just all that that region of tattooers, you know, like that would where I was out there, they would swing by, you buy Flash, or whatever, and you know, just chase the fuck out of it. And I was just like, how the fuck do any of these guys do a line like that? How do you do one line? How do you do a fucking single line like that? <laughs> like, how is it that thick and bold and looks that good? Like, how? There's no, there's, this is fucking impossible. But that sparked that, like, interest of instead of being like, I can't do this. It was like, I gotta figure this shit the fuck out. Like, I'm already fucking seven, eight months into apprenticeship and I just did my first tattoo. People wait longer than that. And like, I think that that keeps you so invested that when you do that first tattoo, it makes you like, oh, I'm not, I'm not quitting. Cause you're like, I just wasted like a lot of fucking time, like hanging out to get to this moment. So I got to fucking figure it out, you know? So I fucking started to, and I would do stupid ass wild shit. So I saw someone lighter pop a fucking nine one time or seven and i was like i could probably do that with the three so i just fucking lighter pop a three dude and you that shit would look like three, dude? dude that shit would look like an eight round dude and you barely had to touch the skin because it was just three single needles blowing out into each other <laughs> you know like and it was it would work dude my homie aaron has aaron has all those tattoos for my apprenticeship blown, on his leg blown out three. blown out fucking three but it was like the super most i guess somewhat kind of controlled blowout and it it sucked, but it was it was it was like it was working. I was like, fuck it, it's working. We'll see what happens, you know. <laughs> so I think uh all the tattoos I did were that little CD size tattoos, and I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm doing traditional shit. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get about a month in of doing like free tattoos. I'm starting to like get like not good, but I'm getting comfortable. You know, and then Dave walks in, looks at what I'm doing. It's like, cool, you doing another fucking traditional tat? Yeah, 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 cool. Okay, cool, no more traditional tats. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, no more traditional tattoos. You're not allowed to tattoo traditional tattoos anymore. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, this motherfucker is about to do, like, what the, what the fuck? And he's like, post on the fucking internet. You need to start doing stars. You need to start doing fucking names. You need to start doing normal fucking tattoos. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? These are normal tattoos. Because I that normal tattoos for me were all the dudes I saw at shows. And they all had traditional shit from Aaron Coleman. You know what I mean? It was so like, you're like Fuck the same yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to try that shit. And it was like, you're fucking dumb. Like, you're not going to be able to tattoo that good. You fucking idiot, you know? So um, I was just like, God damn it. So he's like, you need to be doing black and gray. You need to be doing just like normal, straight up fucking shit. What would walk in? What would would actually come in? God damn it. Yeah. And I didn't understand it, but I'm so glad he made me do that. You know, like, because he was like, was like, why? Like fucking mad. And then he was like, you'll fucking see. So I was just like, well, like whatever. So I just did script and kanjis. Kanjis are still kind of a big thing. And, um... I was doing that, like nautical stars, you know, fucking double colored black on one. And like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, first, so like, holy first, fuck, you know, the first time you realize you're you got to shave, you're like, hey man, I'm gonna hook it up for you, just do it anyway. Yeah. And so, like that, and 
you know, still like not the create most crazy amount of guidance other than like the parameters that Dave's setting. So I am doing this. Meanwhile, my fucking life all around is just like you walk in and you're just like, why is this dude so like angsty and I, crazy and stressed out? I asked Dave, I was like, was he like in a car wreck or something? Dave's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so why yeah, would like, a car wreck do that to somebody? And I was like, I don't know what's wrong yeah. with him, dude. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like crazy. Like everything was just like wild at that point. Like outside of tattooing, everything was crazy. Life you know, was on like, fire? Yeah. Like fucking my mom was wilding out. She's doing fucking hella drugs and like just stealing my car whenever she felt it was convenient. <laughs> and like fucking one of my homies just fucking offed himself, you know, and all the shit and like being like a 19, 20 year old going through that stuff. And you're just like, fuck. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. And I just saw my friend. He came by and was like, Hey, what's up dog? I'm fucking leaving. I'm like, where are you going? You going to like Prescott? And he's like, no, bro, going to the fucking field in the sky player. And like, just left, you know? And that shit sucked. It fucking hurt a lot. And then meanwhile, having Dave like try to teach me a hard lesson, you know, in, in all that. And that was like his thing is, you know, I think we were talking to Jimmy and Eric about like the hard lesson from everything back then. It made it stick more. You understood why, you know? So my mom's wilding out and I come in and I'm fucking bummed out. Dave's like, what's going on? I'll fucking tell him. My mom's doing da 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 You know, and he's like, cool. That's not your fucking problem. And I'm like, what? That's my fucking mom, you piece of shit. <laughs> and like, he'd be like, yeah, but you're not hearing me. Like, it's not your fucking problem. And he's like, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, that's, that's her fucking life, bro. Like, you got your life. You're starting your life right now with this shit. And I was like, I don't, I still don't understand. He's like, you have things that you have to worry about now. You can't fucking save your mom or your brother or you can't save all these fucking people from them fucking up. They're adults. They've been adults for a while now. You got to worry about what the fuck you're doing. And at the time, it was like, man, fuck you. Like, you're a fucking selfish piece of shit. And then I understood that, like, the further I got into tattooing, that it was like, like, I can't. I can't. I don't have the headspace. I have people to keep up with. I have clients that I have to show up for. I'm not going to be some asshole that has my dog died this week and this, and I can't show up because my fucking this happened and that happened and whatever. Like I can't, I can't do that. Like I got to make the, the, I got to make tattooing the constant in my life because if I show up for fucking tattooing, tattooing is show for me. I think a lot of people don't realize that like still now that this is the last job that whatever you put in, you're going to get out of it. You know, one of the last ones that if you fucking work really hard, not not work hard in the sense of like, oh, you know, I do when, you know, I'm doing this many tattoos or or I'm, I'm painting this much or whatever. But showing up as like a whole, you know, not showing up and like when you're tired, not being an asshole to your clients and like showing up for them and like entertaining them a little bit what's up? How's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. And then not turning around and be like, well, my day's a piece of shit because I had to go to bed at fucking four and wake up at six. I feel, like I, I feel like I've worked whatever. with a lot of people, dude. They're, yeah. Everything, their whole life is... All the time. Just like always mad. Yeah. Constant. Like, everything always sucks. It's like you could be laying shingles and be mad yeah. about life. And that know? was my thing. It was like building furniture and delivering it. 
in fucking Phoenix, bro. It's like that shit sucked asshole. <laughs> like for real, dude. One time we fucking delivered a couch to a house, dude. Motherfucker had brand new hardwood floor, right? Me and my homie Jesse walk in. Oh, what's up, dude? We're supposed to fucking deliver this couch. She's like, yeah, cool. It's going upstairs. Spiral staircase, right? Hands us hospital booties. Put these on your shoes. I don't want you scratching on my floor. And we're like, we got to walk up a spiral staircase <laughs> with the fucking couch that weighs like 500 pounds because it's like nice fucking shit, you know, with booties on. Like slipping around, dude. Like we're like, <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? So did that shit. And like, I hated it. It was fucking hard, dude. And not to say that, like, if you didn't have like a normal job before tattooing that you can't like work. You should, you should you be know? able to appreciate it. But you have to appreciate it, you know, all of it too. Josh and I had the tightest day the other day and we were fucking ate pizza and hung out and laughed all day and tattooed a bunch and fucking high-fived hard as fuck like seven times during the day and fucking did all kinds of cool shit. And then I was like, we were talking about some shit and I was like, you know, like we did this all day. This was tight, right? He's like, it's fucking sick. I was like, there's some people that are mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. But I think a lot of sometimes what like what what some people see is like they see all those good times. You know, they see oh Randy and Josh and Josh fucking they own their own shop and that shit's sick and they get to fucking do podcasts and they get to eat pizza all day and fucking make shirts and make goddamn laughy jokes all day and do this <laughs> and whatever else. You know what I mean? Like and they see all that. But that's because that's what you want them to see. They don't see you guy, you going home and screen printing shirts yourself or building tattoo machines yourself or having to fucking raise your kid for five minutes and act interested in their whole fucking day in five minutes. And then you have to go outside and build machines for another four or five hours. You know, they don't see Josh has to go home and line and draw a whole fucking back piece and figure it the fuck out because he has to show up. Guess what? If you don't show up, this fucking whole day just canceled. That's it. You know, but a lot of people get caught up and they see that glory and that's what they want. But instead of them being like, I, I can get there. The road is, is here and I just have to walk that road to get there. But instead, they just want to like, what they want to skip the travel. They want to skip the journey, you know, and like, when it stops being fun. It. Yeah, like it stops being fucking fun, dude. Like I when I opened the when I opened the shop, dude, it was to fucking ten years in a tattoo, and I opened the shop, and I sat in that motherfucker by myself, tattooed by myself, to be like, I need to make sure that I can afford this place, like by my fucking self, doing the tattoos that I'm doing with my clients, and that's it. So I'm gonna do that shit. I worked there for two months to make sure I could do that shit by myself, and like have a savings, rebuild all my savings. You know, when I opened the doors, I was like, fuck, like. I got to recover all this fucking money. And I work six days a week, all fucking day, tattooed, tired as fuck, fucking go home, kiss my fucking kid on the forehead. She goes to bed. Cool. I got to draw for all my shit tomorrow. And just did it and did it and did it and did it and did it. And and I think that people sometimes forget that the reason that it looks that we're able to sit here in the shop and do a podcast and, and, buck around all day and eat pizzas and fucking throw rocks at the train or whatever you want to do. You know, like the reason that we, we, you get to do that is because you put that work in Hard because ass. you made it stable. Hard fucking live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you made it stable. You didn't, you, you, you didn't, you didn't make it like, uh, you weren't just at the will of like walk-ins, 
Yeah, well, like, you, have, you have to build it. You, you know? got to make yourself an asset. And I tell people that all the time. Like, you got to make yourself important to the shop. You got to make yourself important to yourself or tattooing or the team, you know? And, well, I, I've worked at so many shops where everyone at the shop was their own dude. They didn't give a fuck. Like, they were like, oh, it's not my shop. Why isn't everything done? And everyone yeah. just gave a fuck. And, you know, and it, it, or it was a shit show. And then I realized... uh you get you would get a glimpse, or you, or you would go to another shop or something. And everybody there was like friends, and it was tight as fuck, and everybody was working hard. Yeah, I mean, fucking immaculate. Like we looked up to immaculate, and it was like when we would walk in there, that shit was like, you know, and that's like Arizona, and that's like people know Arizona because Coleman. And when you went into immaculate, it's like you went in, and Aaron was tattooing a back piece, or if he wasn't tattooing a back piece, he was sitting at a table painting. But he's always nice. That he was, yeah, and he was nice as fuck, and he was working all the time. But they didn't like you don't see it. Like you just look at what he's doing. Damn, he gets to do cool big tattoos. And damn, he just gets to paint all fucking day. And it's like, no, he's working to solidify what he has to consistently, consistently make make it good. Like he paints between tattoos to make it so he could show somebody to be like, you should get that tattooed. So that was like. When I saw that shit, it was just like, fuck, I need to be doing that. You know, and then meeting, like, it was like Coleman and then Mondo, like, meeting Mondo. He's the nicest fucking dude in the world. Like, super nice. And then Corey Linner, best tattooer you ever fucking seen, you know? And then I think Ron Copel worked there. Fucking works at Hinning Shop now. Mm-hmm. And he does crazy fucking dope-ass Japanese. So that was, like, the shop that you were like, that shit's sick as fuck. Yeah. It was that place in Urban Art. Because people nope. ask ask advice, I'm like, hey, dude, you got any advice? I'm like, dude, if you just work super hard for like 12 years, it'll it'll pay off, you know? Yeah. And then Josh and I make fun of that. He's like, you know, like, because somebody asked Josh, they're like, do you think it's like, like you, you were given a gift, you're given that? He was like, I was given hard goddamn labor for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. You know, like I've had conversations with like friends where it was like, People are like, man, I wish I could draw like you, or I wish I could tattoo like you. So, motherfucker, you can, if you really want, you could tattoo like that. If you fucking you work, draw every day, fucking fourteen hours yeah, a day, draw every that. fucking day, work and practice. Like it's, it's not like Josh didn't get good how like he is, just because he woke up one day and was like, I'm gonna be good today. You know, like that's not how it works. Like you, it, you usually it's you hit a fucking bottom and you're like, fuck, everything I'm doing is not working. What do I have to do to make it's not good. this shit it's work? Not yeah. yeah, it's not working. So what do I have to change? That maybe me and Randy staying up till 4 a.m. drinking 9 million Four Locos is not a good idea. <laughs> you know, like maybe us rotating naps out to do walk-ins isn't a good idea. Wasn't you very know? constructive. Not, <laughs> not, not in that way. So it was like, so what did we do? We were like, fuck it. You know, we're, we just fucking decided to like be fucking grown ups. We were already fucking, I remember already being broke. And I yeah. was like, I'm, not just, I'm already broke. I'm already comfortable being broke. So I might as well I'll just, dude, I'll just start working hard. That's how, that's how it happened. I thought that was a trick or a shortcut. Yeah. And then that, that was what, when we started working together in Glendale, that was a, a year after I started tattooing and you just called me. So I had left Dave's shop. I quit because he sold the shop to, um, sold to Myron. yeah, he sold it to Myron that owned Easy Tattoo. 
And um, it was like no disrespect to fucking that dude, but it was like, this is my out. Like, I don't gotta, I don't have to fucking work here for two years to fucking repay somebody for my apprenticeship. Dave's checking out. He sold the shop. Now, fuck it. I'm going to go. So I just let myself loose. And I think that week, that first place when I was like, oh, right, you're selling the shop. I'm, I'm leaving. Fuck it. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm leaving. You, the shop sells in two weeks. I'm leaving. I'm going to go fucking do whatever I want to do. And I think that first week I was like fucking tapping people out of my house and shit. And like <laughs> just not doing it right. You know, like doing the opposite of what I should have done. So you made you know? it, dude? Yeah, I'm like, fuck it. We're out here living, bro. Like, <laughs> so uh, tattooed, fucking some friends because I was like, I, I, I gotta make money. If I can't make money, how am I gonna put gas in my car to go get a fucking tat job? I gotta make some money. You gotta so, go. You gotta go on foot find a tat yeah. job. And I fucking fucked my friend uh, Debo's leg up. I hope he fucking hears this. I'm sorry, <laughs> fucking you up, dude. I fucking f- wrecked that dude's leg, you know, in my fucking living room. Um. Fucked up my friend Elisa's arm in my living room just because I was like, fuck it, I need to make money, dude. Like, I that's why I got into this shit. So, I think at this time, I had known Jonathan Pinchoff, who was fucking Earth Grasper or whatever. Fucking probably everybody somewhat knows this, who that dude is. At this point, um, I had met him. He was tattooing like fucking real dark, straight up traditional shit, like extra black. And it was like, sick like everything had nine million eyes and you know this was like 10 years ago where it was like a wolf with fucking seven eyes what the fuck are you smoking you know like <laughs> oh my god you know mind you he's fucking straight edge or whatever i think at the time and i was like yo that's sick and we just somehow he had seen the speck of small tattoos that i did that were good you know and he had reached out and was like hey man like i'm leaving i think i'm leaving the shop but you should come work here you know, like, and just like replace me, you'd be the only other dude, whatever, whatever. So I go there and it was tight while Jonathan was there. And I think Jonathan got a job with uh, Byron at Black Lotus. Yeah, that was all East. east yeah, that was east, all East. Because I moved back east. to, I had moved back to the West Valley. Yeah, so you were gone. You had moved to Glendale and Jonathan was trying to help me out. He he left. He got a job at, at Black Lotus Tattooers in Gilbert. Check those motherfuckers out. They're real good. Um, and then um, he left there, went and worked with this dude, Byron, who's like, he's a fucking amazing tattooer. Like, fucking good. Like, really good. And um, Jonathan was like, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go learn more. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean learn more? <laughs> like, this is it, dude. We got, we made it. You're you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe that's the attitude I got to have. You know, maybe I, I got to figure it out. Because I think, I think, Maybe, and I don't want to tell Jonathan's story like too wrong, but I think he had taught himself how to tattoo and just knew that he had to teach himself and be around people to get good. And I was like, maybe, maybe I should do that. And I think Jonathan, we worked together for two months, fuck tattooed, whatever, like wild bullshit. It was like on Arizona Avenue and Chandler. So it was like the East Valley fucking Glendale. So it was like nine million shops on one street and shit. And we tattooed for a little bit together. He left to go to Black Lotus. And then I was like, fuck, like this sucks. Like, it's back once again. Yeah. Fucking- by myself to do that on the shop. We just, like, I don't want to say we didn't get along, but it just like wasn't my flavor. And um, you called me kind of out of the blue. You're like, hey, what's up, bitch? What are you doing? And I was like, 
I'm sitting on the couch. What are you doing? And he's like, you, you got a job? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, did you finish your apprenticeship? Yes. Why don't you come work with me? I told you to fucking call me when you got done. Because when you left the shop, you're like, hey, when you're, when you're done with all this shit, call me. And I was like, whatever. That's what everyone says, you know? Like, that's what everybody says when they leave here. It's like, call me when you're fucking, call me when you're cool. Or <laughs> let me know when I can use your name for a fucking credit card real quick, you know? So, um. I just expected that was that was like the normal shit, you know? So I was like, oh, whatever. I probably won't hear it. So you called me out of the fucking blue. And I think it was on a day where I was just like, man, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, this shit. This is my first year of tattooing, and this shit is a goddamn train wreck. Like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And you called me, and you're like, hey, come over here. And I was like, where are you? And I think at this time, like, I lived at my mom's ex-husband's house when they were still together and they were going through some wild shit. You live far. I live far. It was was like the equivalent. It was like fucking an hour away. And I think I was just like crowd, like crashing on couches. I mean, crashing on couches is just normal. I think Aaron let me sleep on his couch during my whole apprenticeship for that year. You know, his grandma was just like, cool. There's hot pockets, bitch. Eat some. (laughs) It was like, Oh, sick. You know? And, that was so, I was just kind of accustomed to it. And I, I, I feel like I owe a lot to my homie Aaron because he let me do that. And then, you know, let me sleep on his couch for fucking ever. And his, his, his grandparents never even like oh, batted an eye at it because he said, Hey, this, his, this dude tattoos me for free. And, you know, he needs a, a place to stay or whatever. And it's like, fuck. And like, we just hit it off. Like we're fucking best friends wilding out doing stupid shit, you know, and, Drinking and hanging out, you know. So I remember drinking forties with you guys out front of the shop. Oh yeah, dude, wilding the fuck out, there's dude. Bu- I there's always a bunch of bums because that that job force place. Was yeah, it was right around the corner. That chasers bar was right in the, right around the corner. I fucking fight people and shit all the time <laughs> for asking for cigarettes from me. Like fuck you, motherfucker! I had to work so hard for these cigarettes. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's like that was like during my apprenticeship and like all that. And then so you called me. And I think I was probably out of my apprenticeship like eight months when you called me. And I was just fucking spinning wheels. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but fuck it, it's working kind of. Dude, I had a sick business plan. I was like, yeah. fuck up, dude. So you called me and I was like, fuck, like, what am I doing? I hang out to the shop. I hang out at the shop till midnight because I don't have anywhere to go. And I get in my car and I drive around until someone lets me stay the night at their house, you know? That's pretty much what I was doing at that point. And um, so you called me and you're like, yeah, come over here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck it. Okay. I think you called me. I got off the phone and walked in and was like, hey. And like, Jonathan just left like a week before. I'm like, hey, I'm fucking leaving. And he's like, wait, what? And I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. I don't like it here. And I just got, you know, I'm going to go work in fucking Glendale. And he's like, in Glendale? That's so fucking far. And I was like, yeah, sorry, man. I'm leaving. Packed all my shit. After I got off the phone with you, like it took me five minutes, you know, like not even five minutes. Like we had the conversation and then I walked inside, grabbed all my shit later. Cleared it up. Yeah. And he called, he called Jonathan. I was like, oh man, he's leaving. What the fuck, man? What am I going to do? Jonathan was like, I don't know. Run your shop. You know, <laughs> you like have a tattoo shop. What do you want me to do? So Jonathan calls me. He's like, hey, what's up? Where are you going? And I was like, dude, I just, it was tight because you were here, not and I don't want to say it like sound like an asshole and say like shops aren't cool 
unless you got friends there or whatever. But, you know, he was the reason that it was sick, you know, that the reason that there was fucking dope ass tattoos coming out of there. And the dude that owned it did like cool black and gray, but I didn't, I wasn't like necessarily interested in that at this point, you know? And, um, so he calls me, what's going on? You know, I'm like, Oh, my buddy Randy called me and they're, they're hiring at the shop in Glendale. They're opening and, whatever. He's like, dude, you sure that's fucking far? And like West side, you know, the West side of Phoenix at this point, I think had their reputation. It was just like 9 million shops. It was a shithole. It was a fucking crazy amount of shops. It wasn't even shithole. Like it was just a different vibe. You know, it was like really? older, it was the older part of town. So it was like, there was a fuck little shops. In that strip. Yeah. And it was like, we were on Glendale and there was like 10 fucking shops, you know, like within walking distance of us, we, you know, we'd go get burgers. There was a fucking tattoo shop next to the burger spot. There was fucking, who was the Evil Dave right right around the corner? Yeah, he was there for a long time. Yeah, he was there Dave for was a there long time. He was time. waiting and he was for killing everybody. It, you know, he was and then for everybody. There was um, I don't know what the fuck it's called now. No, it's called Knucklehead now, but it was called something else before, like when we were there. I remember. I remember it opened up. Yeah, and and they were doing fucking sick shit, and then me and you and fucking P sitting in Glendale, like fuck it, let's see what we can do, you know. And I think I went there <clears throat> as far as shit. And then we tattooed together. And like I, I I feel like I learned some of the best and hardest lessons I learned like tattooing there. You know, as far as like how to treat people when they walk in. You know, like if they come in, they're like, oh, I don't know what I want. You know, like you can't just be like, okay, well, let me know. And then like walk away. You can't do that shit. Like it's cool. fucking rude. Let me know when you know. Yeah. So like I did that shit and I, you fucking... Played me out of fucking whatever, 60 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I walked out to smoke a cigarette. thought you were tight, dude. And it was because it was, like, my friend. Because I... He was being an idiot. He was just like, oh, I don't know what, what, what if we do a dick? You know, like, that's the joke. And it's like, dude, fuck off. Like, I'm only a year in and I heard that joke, like, nine million times. Like, fuck, shut up. You know? So I was like, let me smoke a cigarette and take a shit, and then we'll figure it out. And I go, smoke a cigarette, take a shit. Come back out, Randy's tattooing him. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Like, you motherfucker. Dude, you, were, you, were, you were trying to play hard to tat, dude. Yeah, so I was like mad, you know? I was like, what the fuck? But then I was like, whatever. I didn't, this dude was being annoying anyway, or he's just being indecisive. So Randy just talked him into, like, whatever. I think it was a Friday the 13th. So he's like, oh, just get the number 13 on you. And he's like, okay. And, like, just did it. First <laughs> suggestion. Just like, I was like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I'll fucking suggest like 10 things and then one time he all he has to say is like do this and he fucking do it like what the fuck you have the, the Jedi mind yeah. tricks dude <laughs> so then um you know Randy got done and I was like out back I was like fuck that was like my one tat today and Randy just fucking sniped me you know we'll kill street like, tracks. what the fuck <laughs> so then Randy walks out back we're smoking a cigarette he's like hey man don't ever walk away <laughs> From somebody when they're asking to get a tattoo from you. That shit's fucking rude. Mind you, Randy does that shit all the fucking time now. All day. Fucking asshole. I still don't do it all day. Dude, dude you walk away from everybody all day, you motherfucker. You're like, hey, hold on. Um, I got like 10 other things I need to do real quick. Just let this dry real fast. But, um, you know, you get to that point where you can do those things. Like, we're, you know bringing it back, you know, like there, you get to the point where your clients kind of know your experience. You, when you're building clientele, you can't fucking do that shit. Because we were tattooing everybody. Anybody, everybody walked in that motherfucker. You're getting a tat today. <laughs> you, what are you doing in here? 
We are getting tattooed. You came in because I remember telling you, I was like, look, if somebody's already in the tattoo shop trying to get a tattoo, they're already sold on it. You just yeah. got to do it. You know? And you were like, okay. I was like, yeah. there it is. And that was the switch. It was just like, all right, cool. What do you want? You want a fucking name? You want a fucking whatever? You, you want to draw cursive at the counter? Yeah, the cursive anything. Counter? Whatever. Whatever the fuck it was. You know, like, we just fucking tat it. Dude, cursive at the counter sells them. Dude, yeah. cursive at the counter is oh, what does Oh, what's your kid's name? Yeah. Fucking Matthew, and you just Ride fucking Dude, if you could draw, draw his name seconds. in one second, dude, you are God at the counter. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so beautiful. You know, so I think we uh, just... Tattooed everybody, and that was like the mentality. The minimum was thirty bucks. Yeah, at that shop, it was thirty fucking dollars. Oh it was wild, dude. It was super wild, and it was cool that was it was thirty bucks to get people to come in. They're like, "Oh, your minimum's thirty bucks," and you're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "What's that for?" I'm like, "Something that I could only line." And they're like, "Well, what about some shading?" I'm like, "It's a hundred dollars now," and they're like, "Okay," you know, like just stupid shit like that. So it was like a hustle because a lot of you know, people, I think, I had friends that tattoo that come by, like, your minimum is 30 bucks. And I was like, dude, you know how many $30 tattoos I do a week? I was like, how many? I'm like, two. And they're like, what? And I just tell them, like, it's just a way to get someone through the door. Yeah. You know, like. Build a clientele, maintain it. And then, you you know, he did. He's building, tattooing people. Yeah, I was tattooing the fuck out of people, you know. He tattooed so much. So much. Like, so much. And it was fucking fun. And we were just doing wild shit. I built a fucking pipe bomb one time at that shop. Dude, we lit that shit in the back, dude. I thought the fucking windows from the shop they were gonna blow out, dude. dude. Yeah, record, you know, and like heat where the fucking all the windows blow up, dude. It was like that loud, like fucking blew the fuck up. And I recorded on a Motorola Razor from behind his car, dude. It's all all shaky, dude. It's all boom. And then we had a bell bonds place next door. They came over, they're like, hey, hey, did you hear some, that? Somebody fucking shoot off a mortar around. <laughs> they were like, what? What? Oh, so we, like, somebody, oh, we were just lighting fireworks. We thought in the somebody back. was trying to yeah. break in. Yeah, he was, they were like, oh, we thought someone shot our back door with a shotgun. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit. Like, we didn't realize it was that loud. So we were like having fun, tattooing a lot, whatever. Drinking all the Four Loco. Yeah, and you know, in our free time, like, drink Four Loco. And then I met Beth, like, uh, fuck, probably. I met her a couple times in passing at the shop. And this is how, like, we ended up like fucking hanging out. I got married, fucking have a kid, all that shit. And that shit was tight. You know, that was like the stability I needed coming out of my apprenticeship where it was just like my my life was just everything felt like it was fucking falling apart or whatever, like outside of like tattooing. I'm like, why is this cool shit that has happened to me ever happening right now while everything else is fucked up, you know, but it was like the anchor that I needed to like not let all the shit, you know, happen. Like people fucking dying and people doing wild shit or just being terrible, you know, it, it, tattooing was like that anchor. So I always thought of it as like when, when me and Randy like worked together, it was just like we were drinking and partying and hanging out, but tattooing was all, always came first, you know, and it's like, hey, we're fucking hungover and we just hung out all night. And like fucking hammered, but we have to be at the shop. Like we have to be there to like do our appointments and tattoo and like take walk-ins and all that stuff. And we would show up, smell like fucking Four Loco, <laughs> rotating naps on the fucking massage table, all that shit, dude. Like, hey, hey, up. can I take a nap first? And and you know, like you'll get the first walk-in, and then we'll, we would just rotate out, you know. And 
it, it was fucking wild. We were young. We were 20, 21, 21, I think. And um, did that. And then that shop kind of just started, uh, I don't want to say like deteriorating because it's still there. You know, P still does a lot of Polynesian shit. But I think that it just started to not be um, as fun as it was at the, at the start. You know, because like at the start of something, everyone's on the same fucking page and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's fucking ripping and whatever. It's brand new. It was brand brand new. new. So you got that honeymoon, honeymoon, that first like honeymoon phase of shit. And once you make it through that honeymoon honeymoon phase, you got to like maintain it. Like, Mm -hmm. because if it's not fun anymore or nobody's having at least somewhat like half the fun that you were when it was like the first six months, you know, it's like then it starts to be like, fuck, you know, like. What are we doing? You know, so I stayed there like a year. And then I just told Randy, I was like, dude, I, I just want to be on the east side, dude. That's where like I'm from. You know, I'm going to go work out there. At this point, I think I I was sitting in because our in at Urban Art was I was sitting in for Dave on my, my mentor. He worked at Urban Art for Sage. <clears throat> at, and he at Sage at this point, he had, he had owned three shops there. And Urban Art to us was again, like another somewhat of an immaculate, you know, mm-hmm. like urban art was like Sage, this dude, um, Otis, um, Justin Hartman. Um, I think, uh, this dude, Timo worked there. Uh, all the fucking dudes that were like good worked there. All the good black and gray dudes worked there. And then if they weren't doing black and gray, they were doing like this neo-traditional that was like, fuck, you know? And this was, I think, predated Instagram, yeah, you know? Yeah, it wasn't before. This it was before it. Before. Yeah. So our reference of like what a good tattooer was, was like Immaculate and fucking Urban Art. And Urban Art had 12 fucking people and they were all fucking killers, you know? Like this dude, Tony Klett was there. Tony's fucking slaying like traditional shit, like super good. So... I, I went to that other shop. wasn't for me. Left there and was like, I can go to Urban Art, or I can go and not work for a friend, or or whatever. Try not to, because I'm like real weird. I try not to use like friendships as like a crutch to get shit, because then it kind of it could ruin stuff, you know. So went and worked at um, the spot. I worked at High Noon. That was like the start of that. Well, because we all bounced around Mesa, and I was mm-hmm. fucking wrecking my life all through the West Side, and then yeah, and then he he was fucking wilding out, and then he called me, was like, "Hey, I need to get on that side of town too. Like, what can like, what's up?" And I was just like, "Call Dave." Dave was working at Urban Art, and he's like, "All right." So he called Dave, and I think Dave got you the job, yeah, with Sage, yeah. and <clears throat> you know, Sage fucking. I was thinking about that shit the other day, man. It's like, to me, Sage is someone that like has done like a lot of tattoo, a lot for tattooing. You know what I mean? Like, um, in Arizona, I feel like, and maybe well, I every, get like everybody, good everybody had knew worked there. Everybody yeah. that was good, every that's where you tried to work out. Yeah. So, and it was, you know, fucking tight. And like, I was thinking about it the other day. It was like, who to me that at a like at a small distance, like, grasp is, like, represents tattooing well, you know? And it was, like, Sage and, and Liz, 
O'Connell. You know, they were fucking sick. They have they help a lot of tattooers be good. It, yeah. And they gave people a lot of structure in how to provide for themselves and like, hey, you if you want this to be the fucking career and like you want it to like be beneficial and for you, then fucking treat it like one. This isn't fucking Willy Wonka's goddamn factory, dude. Like you gotta you gotta really try to like make something for yourself. Not not because it gains for us, but because in the long term it gains for you more than anybody. So Randy ended up there. I worked at the spot high noon for a while. And then I ended up, me and Randy always gravitate towards each other. So um, I ended up leaving there and going back with Randy at Urban Art. And that shit was fucking wild as fuck again, dude. It was just like, oh shit. But instead of it being like wild, like kind of like hood rats fucking coming in and getting names and tramp stamps and wild shit in Glendale, that shit was fucking fun, dude. We loved it. It was, it was great. But it was, it was a little too loose. You know, like, because we were just wilding the fuck out. Do whatever you want. Yeah, so um, I I left that shot, went to Urban Art, <clears throat> and then we worked at Urban Art for two years. I worked there for two years. Randy worked there for, like, two and a half. I worked there for a while, and I got fired. Yeah. For being, being a fuck face. Fucking asshole. I, fuck, I fucked it up. I fucked being it up. Being an asshole. I fucking fired him. I got him fired because he's a fucking... Piece of shit. And then I took his fucking station. I threw all his shit in a box and was like, fuck off. So um, I, was act, I was acting like an idiot, but Urban Art was a place you learned everything. You, you know, I that's the only place I ever got serious or better about anything. Dude, anybody that was around there, you were getting serious. All or the better fucking about it. anybody, everybody that they had in that shop was just fucking wild. And I owe so much to like Sage and Liz. You know, I remember if you got scolded by one of them, you felt like a fucking kid. Like you're just like and I luckily I never got like scolded like by Liz or 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 Sage. I got scolded once by Sage. I did a fucking Hello Kitty tattoo on this lady, <laughs> bro. And it was like a Hello Kitty tattoo with like a cactus suit. And because it was like something so like easy, I, I approached it like a fucking asshole. I could do that. I don't give a fuck. You fucking dick eight it perfect off. circles. That's a bunch of straight lines in a goddamn cactus suit. I got it on the hardest spot possible on a fucking collarbone. So I did it and I didn't fuck it off, but I, I did a little bit, but it wasn't like that bad. Like this lady made it sound like I fucking fucked the whole thing. I off. thought you fucking killed, I thought killed it, her kids or something. I was like, dude, dude the way you were... her fucking arms falling off. Her fucking back's blown out. She got to go get her whole fucking life removed and restarted, <laughs> you know? So I was, I was like, fuck, you know, like, cause she emailed and was like, I want my money back, all this stuff. I refunded her m- money out of my pocket, told Sage and them like, don't, don't fucking give her your half. I, that was my fuck up, you know? So then I get a call from Sage. Hey, what's up? And he's like the nicest dude in the fucking world. So that made it so much worse to get like scolded by him, you know? Mm-hmm. And at this, at, how long was I tattooing? Maybe tattooing a few years. Three, four years. But Dave, you still work with Dave, but Dave still fucking give you a hard time, dude. Yeah, everyone was just like wilding out. And this this was like a pinnacle fucking lesson in like my tattooing. Was he's like, hey man, I, I I talked to a lady and I was like, yeah, did she come down? And he's like, yeah, I just talked to her. She's gonna she's headed that way to get her money back. <clears throat> and I was like, okay. And he's like, 
that tattoo isn't as bad as like she made it sound, but there's some fuck ups in it, you know? And I was like, okay. And he's like, you know, tattoos are, every tattoo deserves the same attention. And I was like, fuck, like, yeah. what, are you, what are you saying? And then he's like, every tattoo deserves the same attention. You could do 9 million fucking dope ass back pieces and the fucking fucked up Hello Kitty thing. If you went, walked outside, got hit by a car and died, that's the last tattoo you did. So if, if that's the last experience that you left on tattooing, you want to be the fucking dude that fucked up a Hello Kitty or you want to be the dude that does sick back pieces? You built a thousand bridges, dude. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. You know, like, why the fuck did I not think of it like yeah. that? So then from that day forward, I think, you know, Randy was still there. He, he didn't fuck off yet. And um, I, that was just like it. I was like, man. Like, I, all these tattoos that I think are like, oh, it's just fucking bullshit letters or it's bullshit infinity symbols or bullshit this, bullshit that. I was like, like, how do I need to think about this stuff to make it work better? How do I make myself give those tattoos that attention? Yeah, well, you know? when you're young and tattooing, those tattoos are the most important. They, because they there's, show you the most. there's like hordes of them and they're like the most technical Thing that you can do you start, really you start, think, you start thinking you're slick i don't even think i really got super good at them until i worked with josh when we worked in oklahoma God, city because we did so many but yeah, yeah. and you just sharp it's just like that iron sharpens iron thing mm-hmm. whatever you learn from that small shit you take it into those big things you know yeah. and so to me to make myself care about those as much as i needed to in order to do them well, I was like, I got to think of these as like seeds. Like this is a fucking seed. Like infinity symbol, seed. Person goes, shows their fucking daughter that's younger. You know, I do, I do an infinity symbol on a 45-year-old lady's wrist. She goes, shows her fucking 21-year-old daughter. Her 21-year-old daughter is like, oh, that's fucking super clean. I've been thinking about getting this. Whatever the fuck. All these roses on my arm. I want a half sleeve of roses. Oh, he was super nice. You should go talk to him. He treated me really well. He didn't just fuck me off and like act like it was a piece of shit to him. Did we hear he that? He cared. Like, yeah. You, you know, like you hear he, that a lot now. Yeah. And he or gave him a fuck. You know, or I wanted to get a tattoo and that dude didn't seem to care what I was going to get. Yeah. I, was like, I feel like you fucking doing a tattoo. It all is pretty much miracle. So, yeah. And it's like, to me, it was like, like, why, why are you fucking being an asshole to the people that are allowing you to do like the dopest shit, you know, like allowing, cause whatever, dude, whether you get to do something cool as fuck or not, if, if you're doing a tattoo, you're doing the dopest shit in the fucking world. You do a goddamn semicolon. You're doing the dopest shit. You get to do a fucking tattoo and make that person's fucking life a little bit better. You know, have, with, have the enthusiasm about yeah, it. Like even if you're not into it, just fucking high five them. You know, like tell them, you know, like, thanks for letting me tattoo you. And they'll be like, fuck, like, he appreciates me coming in. And like, that kind of shit. shit. He gives a fuck about what he's doing on me, you know? And I think from that Hello Kitty, that started all that shit. And it was like, that's what I I knew. It was like, cool. Well, if I'm going to do that, I got to like step up how I treat my fucking clients too. 
because I want them to keep coming back and I want them to send me all their friends. Well, you all are, their... Now you, I mean, you worked here, you lived in Oklahoma and you worked here for like a year, dude. And you have a goddamn clientele. You're here for one year and you have a clientele and everyone's like getting tattoos and you've always been good at that, you know, and making sure whoever you tattooed, they were fuck, They were fucking pumped. You were pumped. Everything was good, you know, and it, at least just the bedside manner because I'll tattoo next to you. And you'll do the first thing, like, how's that feel? And I was like, fuck, dude, I just ripped this dude's whole, you know, I just fucking. You just ripped. tattooed the longest line on this <laughs> whole tattoo. I just tattooed tattoo. a 40-mile line down this whole ditch, dude. And I was like, you not move, dude? You know, and I'm like, I'm a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, and it was like, I think when I came, come here, it was like, came, came, come. When I come here. When you came here? Um, when I came here, I met, like, you know, Josh, like, Horioki for the first time and all that shit, like. And like just seeing all the tattoos and like all that, like even even you, like when you're doing and you're in the fucking coal mines of tattooing, it's really easy to just be like, fuck it, I don't care, you know. And I've always, I think, me and you, like Randy, like as far as like that goes, we've always called each other on shit, you know. And like it was always like, when I got here, you were doing that. You just no experience at all. Come in this fucking room. Fucking get the fuck later. You know, like here's your aftercare sheet. Didn't even explain how to take care of it. Nothing. Just sent them on the way. Fucking frisbeed it out their back. <laughs> like, I gave it to them. They just didn't see it. You know. And I, I remember telling you, like, hey, like what the fuck? And I think at this point you had given, you hadn't started Monday Malarkey. You had given up on Instagram. You're like, I don't fucking need it. I'm doing nine million walk-ins over here. You know, or whatever it was. And me just like telling you, like, hey man, like those people deserve more from you and i know that you can give them more and you were just like fuck fuck you why'd you come here you know like or whatever <laughs> you're like you're right or whatever and then it it changed up and then you're like fuck and then i think when you gave up on for a little while on that instagram shit that was when i told you too i'm like why aren't you using it it's fucking free it's a free fucking platform and the thing that makes instagram tight that we all get to benefit from is it makes you an asset. It makes you your own personal thing to where you're not dependent on a shop anymore and you're not dependent on having to stay somewhere, you know? And I think Jimmy in England, like Jimmy was talking about that loyalty shit. I didn't get to ask him about that stuff, but in before like Instagram, before online promoting and stuff, it was like, fuck. Like I'm stuck here. Like I got it. If I just you gotta stay cultivate here, this clientele. Yeah, yeah you gotta like stay there got for twenty fucking years. Fucking five years, and then when I want to leave, this dude's gonna tell me to fuck off. So I gotta pack all my shit. Or he's, fucking or he's just gonna fucking town. yeah. So you had to be like, get to sweat it, you know. Versus now, Instagram kind of lets you have a little bit more of like control and pl- of a platform that we all and as we as speak the greater we we all take advantage of that you know we don't understand that like it wasn't always this easy and it wasn't always well because i remember teaching you how to make customers want to come back and be nice to them and be hyped and then fucking laid my own advice back on my face years later and i was like you know i was one telling you because you used to be like that exactly goddamn shrek at the shop i'll get the fuck out of my swamp i was like you want them in your swamp yeah, you keep them in there as long as you can. Get them in that swamp, you know? keep them in it, dude. And I was just like being angry, you know? Like I was just mad. I was young and pissed off. And then I just like switched gears. And it was just like, I need to, I need to make this shit. And we, 
I'm not I'm not trying to sound like a fucking dick or anything like that, but I think that we like, I always try to like maintain that in my head that like I don't want to go back to like how it was. That shit fucking was hard. It was really hard and it like sucked. So I'm not saying that I don't want to sound like that guy that you know um is like oh back in the fucking day or well like all that shit. I don't want to say that hard. either. It's not it was it was just hard. And it's like when I share that stuff with with people that are younger, it's like I'm not telling them like, oh, you're fucking, you got it so easy, da 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 da. It's like, hey man, it's it's easier now, so like use it. So yeah. like use it as much as you fucking can. Don't don't get mad, don't get jaded, don't 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 like because it's you're not seeing like results and likes or whatever or, or feedback or whatever. Just use it, like because just just use it because you just need that platform to like. Be there. So then when some when you're out and about, someone's asking, like, hey, do you tattoo? Yeah, fucking Instagram. Here you go. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, don't you, like, why be mad? Like, it, it's easy. And we're part of something that's super tight. And it's like, if it's easy now, just use it now while it's easy. Because then usually how it goes is it's hard. It gets easy. And it goes back to being hard again. And it goes yeah. easy, hard, yeah. easy, hard. That's the peaks and valleys of it. It's always been that way. Trying to have the best of both worlds where you have a local clientele. Because I was saying, or we were talking when when you opened the shop and you were just like, you you know, you tattoo fucking a bunch every goddamn day forever. But, you know, you'd spent 10 years being nice to everybody and keeping up with the clientele and doing that, you know, the physical way. And, you you know, now you're tattooing everyone's friends and their family and that. And now you have a huge clientele. And now when you opened your shop, I remember... You know, we had talked for exactly one million hours about all the tight shit I was going to do when I opened the shop and mm-hmm. you were going to do this and you were going to do that. And um, the perspective changed definitely, you know, since you opened the shop. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, okay, well, I got to get these guys. You know, I'm going to make the yeah. people that work for me busy now. You know, went, I'm going to have that. It definitely went from from me because like for the, probably the last, I've been tattooing. I think I've been tattooing like eleven years, and then for the for the last five up, even when I came out here, for the last five, like my ability to like lay down a good tattoo, I think like because I kept me busy. Plus that like experience on top of it of like me being like, oh, are you doing okay? Do we need a water? Hey, How does that feel? You're nice. Da, 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 da. What you, do you do for work? All you, that shit. And you don't ever do the thing I see. Or people will ask me, like, man, I'm not getting many emails. I was like, just fucking have a fucking call you, man. Like, you're not getting back to people or you're taking a hundred years to 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 contact people. You know, even if someone says, Hey, I want to get tattoo, you go, okay, cool, call me on this day, then it's set. But you know, we tattoo a lot of people just because the guy won't call him back or he doesn't want to do it or doesn't like it. And I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. And it's like it's it's definitely like now it's shifted. You know, like I I've I've mellowed out a little on Instagram because like I gotta I do the shop Instagram now. I do all that shit myself. I do yeah. all of it. You know, I post all the dudes that work for me. Dane fucking is a killer fucking tattooer. Same fucking thing. Does the same thing. Gives people a good experience. You know, like he talks about fucking wild shit, crazy shit, conspiracy theories, whatever it is. And shit, yeah. Dude. You know, and then we make fun of it. Call him a fucking lizard person. And then, <laughs> you know, like his fucking client is having such a good time because Dane's talking about this or that, or he's talking about Florida and how crazy it was, and and he's talking about fucking alligators, and then we start calling him a gator person, and everyone's fucking laughing. 
and then everyone's having a good time. The, the way you say your shop up, it's just one room. Yeah, so it's an experience one for fucking the whole, room. You, yeah. Like you like the shop, you yeah. know, because I know we were talking to Josh yesterday telling him like, look, dude, if you go to a shop and you got a fucking dickhead working there and he's fucking shit up, people aren't going to say, oh, just that guy. They're just going to say your whole shop sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, got, fucking, you got a fucking and that that's like why I set it up the way that I did. We all tattoo. I, you know, if I whip my clip cord too hard, it'll fucking slap Jared in his face. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll fucking it's it's small and i did it that way so it's like hey we ain't hiding from each other we yeah. are not hiding from each other. yeah because well then it brings a shop camaraderie because i've been to shops too where everybody you know it's like they have their own cubicle they don't talk they do their own thing they live their own I was like why the fuck do you even all work together then if yeah you, you know if you're gonna do whatever the fuck you want you know like you're not even having fun at work like you know when we set up our shop you know we're fucking Ass ass. And I remember, I know I've seen you all week. I'm like, you're trying to like fit in there in this car and stuff. You're like, dude, you fucking, everyone's right. You're like, you're fucking touching my goddamn face. Yeah. Dude, I was like, you this guys is are sick. extra close. Hell yeah. Extra you're like being cozy. You're like being cozy. And I'm like, here. fuck it, dude. And I just like kick the cart to your back. And I'm like, don't fucking move, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know, like it, it's just, it's, it's tight. And it's because once you start tattooing, you disappear into that tattoo. So it doesn't fucking matter how close you are to the next person. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah. Like, you're just like, the second it turns on, the second it hits the skin, you forget that you're upset at this fucking tray or that you're fucking mad and you and your lady are fighting or any, the second that that tattoo happens, you like get to run away from all this real world shit and just fucking do a tattoo. And that's something that I feel like we also, that's what makes our job tight. Like, when I do a fucking tattoo, I ain't fucking thinking about anything else. I'm just doing that tattoo. Like, I, I just get to do it and talk to that person and talk to them about being a fucking nurse or whatever it is they, they do, you know, being a mechanic or whatever they want to talk about. I'll talk about it with them, you know? And I, I try to relate to everybody. I try not to be a fucking asshole. Like you said, like, once you gain, like, a reputation of... All those guys are dicks. Well, because it's scary. Tattoo yeah. shops are... If you and, and we we forget that we spend... In a week, we spend more time in a tattoo shop in a week than most people will ever spend in their entire life in a tattoo shop. Yeah, and most people have never even been in a tattoo shop when they're walking in. Yeah. It's their first time. So, so it'd fucking be Yeah, nice. when you walk up to the counter, oh, what do you... Like, oh, you came here to buy a tattoo from the tattoo store? I fucking guess so, dude. I fucking, I don't know. I think I'll fresh out. <laughs> I gotta see. We only had a baker dozen today or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, like that other place, dude. I mean, it was just like, well, what do you want? Oh, it's gonna be a dick. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like, no, that would get something sick, dude, if you just tell them to get something sick. Yeah, like, if you they'll... just talk to them, like, and I've always told people that the way you talk people into getting cool tattoos, just make them feel like it was their idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or most people, if they have kind of an idea, you're like, you know, this would make the best tattoo, and they're like, that would be sick. And especially if you have flash up, if you have a bunch of flash. That you can point at, like, like this and like that. Right now, right right now like that or whatever. Time. Yeah, in, in real time, if you can show them examples, then people are down, yeah. you know? Because, like, we, we have a computer... We used to record this goddamn podcast. I thought we were going to do all types of ill shit on it. Me and Josh don't even know the fucking anything on that thing. You know, we fucking, if we do print, it's off our phone and we don't even have portfolios. We just like, yeah. what, you know, what tasks do you want? You know, and they're like, oh, I was thinking about this. And I was like, dude, we got a bunch of that. Yeah. Right over here. 
And just like that stuff. Like when I came here and saw like Josh, like anytime someone come in, you know, like, well, I want a plumeria. They're like, that's cool. Why don't you just do a plumeria sleeve? You know, and just to get a whole fucking sleeve. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tiled the wall oh, back I, pieces. I've always thought, you know, like well, it started with cover ups, dude. Yeah. I mean, cover ups are like the the gold mine of of being able to, to do, do whatever, whatever you, fuck whatever you want, want yeah. and as big as you want too. Like that lady yesterday, she was like, "Oh, I want you know to to you know I want to maybe clean these up or whatever." And I was like, "Well, are you happy with that tat?" Like. Because if I do it over again, it's going to be there, you know? And she was like, well, I mean, it could be different. I was like, why don't you get a big, sick-ass eagle over the top of it? And I think it was for her dad's, you know, those were her dad's memorials. And she was like, yeah, my dad loved bald eagles. That would be sick. And then yeah. so I just did a big-ass eagle over the top of all of it. And that's sick as fuck. And, and to me, it's just because you were nice. And uh, so, yeah, it's an opportunity. Everything's an opportunity to do. If you want to do cool tats, I mean, you got to, it takes takes a little bit of work. You know, you got to, you got to take, I used to say this, you got to take your client by the hand. Yeah. You got to lead them through the experience, you know? Yeah. And like, I think a lot of it is like educate instead of like scold. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't like, well, that, no, we're not doing that. That's not going to work. You got to yeah. like, explain some a little bit you know like oh you can't cover something with a hibiscus yeah even though everyone in the world wants to hire they want to fucking cover names with hibiscus i don't know how many times we have like it's insane everyone thinks that'll work but they don't know so you have to like make them understand like hey there's not enough this there's not enough lines there's not enough you know shapes to break it up because it's only fucking five petals like why don't we do Here's a flower that looks like a hibiscus, but it's it's a little more complicated or a little more well, have, full have or detailed. Some, have or, some goddamn answers. Yeah, have some like, fucking answers. Not just no, won't work. You know, like you're fucking staring at fucking YouTube. You know, it's like oh, you're supposed you're supposed to be the professional. Yeah, when yeah, someone comes yeah. in, you're supposed to be the guy that has all the goddamn answers. If I can't tattoo you that day, I said, "We want to fucking tattoo you." Yeah, okay? like we well, want absolutely. to tattoo you. So let's get it sorted out. Like, mm-hmm. This is gonna be fucking sick. And then drawn at the counter. Yeah, right, you know, like here, let me, let me, you know, let me, you know, I've sold ten million tattoos, probably not ten million, but I've sold a lot of tattoos that way. Where I'll, yeah, it's a where I'll draw, where I'll draw the sickest sketch of all time on a fucking piece of paper, dude. And I've seen Josh do it on a piece of paper, but. He, you know, it, I've been around this whole country and I've seen a lot of people who didn't want to, didn't want to, like, do you really want to tat or you want to fucking wear headphones? What do you want to do? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's whatever, like there's different strokes for fucking different folks. You know, like I don't, whatever works for you tight. But when, when it becomes that, like you're being an asshole about it and yeah. like not like an asshole because I, I there's times when i'm like a tattoo and something and apologize to someone for being too quiet because i know that like part of the experience is they want to be like you got to kind of swoon them up a little bit you got to like make them feel like you care about what, how they feel or what they're doing or what they're going through why you're getting this tat whatever whatever i'll apologize hey sorry i'm being so quiet but doing a fucking mandala the size of the sun on your fucking rib cage. I usually so, wait sorry. until everyone's doing something like that, dude, and I decide to do fucking stand-up comedy yeah, for an hour and a half. <laughs> fucking goddamn slapstick bullshit. Yeah, when he does a free... Like, we're doing the freehand dip and rip, and we split it usually, yeah, and then he'll... He'll do his so clean, dude, and I'll, I don't tell jokes. I don't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> in a tattoo shop, like, I literally don't say words very often. 
And then I fucking go to do one goddamn line in this fucking freehand. I'm like, I'm going to do old English rip, you know? And fucking this guy's like, why don't you do it old English? Yeah. And he's all trying. Don't be a pussy. Do it in old English. And I was like, I'll do freehand old English right now. And he's like, you want to hear the funniest joke ever told in the whole existence of humans? And fucking, I'm fucking trying to figure out how to do a fucking old English R off the fucking mental picture I have. The one time I drew one. <laughs> Fucking dude, I'm a fucking uh, goddamn Betty Perfume. All you want to hear some more jokes? Dude, Someone's trying to tattoo dude. him, and I was fucking God, laying it on. So fucking, hard. he's all moving. So I was like, hey, stop. Well, that was the other day when I was tattooing RJ, bro. There's fucking, you could see the laugh mark. You could see the laugh track on his fucking arm and his line. It's like, oh, oh, oh. there's like, it was like, well, motherfucker, dude. But you know, it's like. Again, back to being a professional, you're like, well, that's there. I got to fucking fix it real quick, you know, or whatever, you know, like that shit happens. You read the room, dude. You get the right amount of people. I'm like, we're going to talk about some bullshit today, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking wear Josh out the entire day. Dude, or I just fucking, I just, I don't know. I love jazzing motherfuckers up, dude. Like, I get them fucking jazz the fuck up. They come in mad. I'm like, why are you mad? Yeah, that fucking makes sense. Fuck that guy. And it's like, get them all the way hyped up. Like, you should go back. Go back to Chick-fil-A because they forgot your sauce and fucking throw that whole sandwich at their face. <laughs> like, you like, know what? Chick-fil-A? Like, well, I was like, oh, I can't, cannot believe it, dude. That yeah. person's on me either. I was like, we should fucking should You something. should. No, I always tell them, you should go. You should. You should go. Drive your fucking monster truck through the front door, dude. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them all, dude. And like. Just get them like hyped, and then I'll be like, "Dude, chill out. It's not that serious, you know." <laughs> just like, are bullshit. you setting them up? Like, all right, man, take it easy. Or like what I was doing to fucking Josh yesterday, hyping him up about some wild shit, and just asking him why a bunch. He's like, why won't you answer the question? Why won't you do this? Why won't you do that? He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like getting all mad, you know. And I was like, "I'm just kidding, dude." And he's like, "Okay," you know, or whatever. And you know, that's what makes this shit fun and super tight. It's we like, but you got headphones on. Guess what? You're missing all the jokes about you wearing fucking headphones. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, you're missing all the fucking cool dude, parts. Fun, all I'm the like, fun damn, parts. Dude, he's in the studio right now. Don't dude. talk. He's in the studio right <laughs> Something like you got shades and headphones on while you're doing a tattoo. What the fuck are you doing? Like, are you kidding? Bro, but the guy I thought was looking at a reference picture and he's wearing headphones. I was like, oh, this dude's probably doing a hard ass portrait walk around. My was watching Breaking Bad by himself. Tattooing somebody. It's only facing him, dude. And the guy's just staring at the ceiling. He's getting tattooed. Yeah, no art on the walls wow. or anything, you know? You start entertaining his client. Yeah, like, dude, I'm all fucking jiving him. What's up? Hey, all right. You know? Yeah, dude. Fucking, and all that shit. It's like wild shit. But I think the way that, you know, you guys set it up here and the way that, I have it set up at the shop, like the fucking roof covered in flash and all that shit. It's like, so that day when you do come in and you ain't got the fucking energy to like entertain someone, you know, you're like, fuck, like I'm so tired and like I feel a little bit sick and I don't want to fucking talk to this person for three hours, but I got to try, you know? And then you just like catch them looking at the roof and you're like, oh, they're fucking, they're, they're entertained right now <clears throat> by themselves. All I got to do is ask them if they're doing okay. Yeah, I forget. I forget there's so much shit yeah. going on. So, like, when you have it set up like that, you know, and it doesn't have to be, like, crushed and flashed like we have or whatever, but, like, giving points of interest in the shop, you know what I mean? Like, whether it's a fucking koi pond in the middle of the shop or whatever. Is that a fucking koi pond? Oh, my God. Yeah, you want to feed them fish? <laughs> then they're fucking, you fucking hyping them up, dude. You get out there with, like, the Geico guy with the dollar with the fucking fish, you know? Like, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, any of that shit. So it's like, you know, like you're, you're, it, that's part of the experience and like helping people feel. I think 
feel, making clients feel like they're part of what you know because a lot of our have. clients will come by like do we want a shirt we want you know we're gonna come up we're gonna you know we're gonna come by and then we always make it you know whatever your name is if you walk in sometimes like if you hit it at the right time we just ever you know i'll yell your fucking yeah name. Like, yeah like dane has his client joey when he walks in joey what up you know like whatever and then he's like fucking hyped and he's a nice fucking dude why would you not the motherfuckers like spend time with you. So this tattoo why not? is fucking serious, bro. Yeah. You think it's a game? This is a learned Dude, art a, form. I'm an artist. If you're a fucking artist, you're so good at art. Why the fuck aren't you painting stuff instead of tattooing? <laughs> why aren't you doing stuff that's going to be why around aren't after you, you die? Why, are you fucking Van Gogh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, your shit's not in museums. You're not got that much of an artist, you know? Like, paint better then. If you want to be a fucking artist, paint, do, do art shit. You're not like, tattooing is art shit to a certain extent, but. There's very few people that can fucking draw like Josh or draw like Jimmy was talking last night. You know what I mean? Like, that's, there's very few like crazy ass artists out there, you know, like that are involved in tattooing. And it's like, I'm an artist. It's like, yeah, when we met Sean Barber, I was like, why are you even fucking tattooing? Yeah. That's that's (laughs) different. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so far past this shit. He's actually a fucking artist. You know, like, his oil paints like gigantic shit. It's, it's like the awesome. best shit in the world. Awesome. He doesn't have to do tattoos if he doesn't want to. All that stuff. It's like, well, if you're, you know, that that's like always been my thing. If you're such a goddamn artist, like, why are you tattooing then? Like, I get that this attracts like a certain amount of artists, but if you want the tattoo part in front of the artist part, you got to do some tattoo shit too. You can't act like a fucking asshole. It's still a service industry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The reason Van Gogh, all these dudes are fucking huge and, you know, like Dolly's fucking huge and like all of his paintings are fucking gigantic. He did that shit and was broke doing it and fucking died. And someone found it and was like, yo, this is that shit. Yeah, most people. He wasn't that. famous till after they, they weren't famous till after they died. So if you're, are you an artist like that? Are you down for life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because you down for real? beyond, because you're because because if you are, you're not like that still. But then on the flip side, it's like then you're not a tattooer either because I don't do tats like that, you know. So it's like, what are you? You're just a fucking shithead, you know. So it's like, come on, you know, like you got to give something, something somewhere, you know, like. Artists like like Josh, he can draw whatever Japanese thing he wants, as big as he wants, as fast as he wants. But he also knows that he's like a tattooer and that tattooing comes first and that's what makes him happy. And if he why is he working so hard to not do tats? You know what I mean? Like like why did he work so hard to get good at tattooing to then be an asshole about trying to get a tattoo from him? He doesn't act like that. I don't know. Our motto is, dude, we're just trying to do more tats. That was yeah. it. You're trying to do these ones so you do more. I got in trouble at Art Show. I'm not going to say I got in trouble, but they were like, you want to enter a piece for Art Show? I was like, fuck yeah, I paid a flash sheet, dude. Because I tattoo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking what I'm about. I'm like, oh, we expect some more like fine art. I was like, that shit is sick as fuck. What are you talking about, dude? Fucking lit that page up, dude. I was like, there's Let some bangers on there, dude. There's skin rips on it. Yeah, hell yeah. I was like, dude. what are you talking about? What kind of fucking fancy shit are you trying to do? Dude? Yeah, and it's like, I understand that, but like, that's not my lane over there. Like, I'm not an artist like that at all. So I think it's like offensive 
to those dudes that are doing art like that, like fine art and shit, for me to be like, I'm an artist. And I'm doing scorpions on Josh's arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, sick like scorpion, yeah, it's sick, but it's like, if I fucking painted that big and put it somewhere, people are like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that only works as like a tat, like tat shit. And like, you know, so like, it's kind of offensive that you would say that you're a fucking artist when there's like wild ass fucking artists out there that like, bust their ass and like living on couches and not doing good because they just want to paint and do art. You know what I mean? Or like people like that dude, Jeremy fish, like it took him a long time to get fucking huge and he started painting skateboards and started doing that and da 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 da. And it took him fucking 20 years to get to the point where he's like famous for art, not tattooing. Like that dude's just famous for art, you know? And it's like, you look at Ed Hardy. He's fucking got like a, what's it? The, the, He's got like every a print of everything he's ever done in a archive. Yeah. And fucking now they're doing a show and shit. Like Yeah, and he saved it and he was doing it. And like so to me, it's like But he maintained those ties with the fine art community when he went to art school and stuff like that. He maintained all of it through tattooing and and he didn't give he didn't give up one for the other. Yeah. Like he still, you know, did tattoo shit and then he also did with just like brushstroke dragons, yeah. you know, on a hundred mile long fucking scroll yeah. and then fucking sit down and do a clean tattoo of one, you know? So it's like, to me, it's like, how does, how do you find that balance? And then how do you not act like a, a rude person about it? You I don't know. know. Yeah. Hardy's always, you can get free seminar on fucking just about Panthers and doing this. And that dude's always in a good mood and fucking. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if that guy, if, if that's the, the guy, if he's still nice to people, like, why are you being mean to people? Yeah. You know, if, you know, like, think of like the fucking Jack Rudy does black and gray. If he's still nice to people. It was fun as fuck to get tattooed. If he's still nice to people, sharing stories, talking to them, all that shit. Why do you think you can not be nice to people? Why do you think you can be rude? I don't don't know. Or anyone. Because it's the same same formula, dude. Let's tell some shit. Let's talk some shit. Because once you break the ice with the client, you know, or you make fun of them a little bit. You know, or you say fucking sick ass knee slappers, like telling them it don't hurt you at all. Yeah. You know, shit like that. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, you that's, know? that's, you know, that's the same shit that was going on there. That dude's been tattooing for fucking, you know, ever and ever and ever. Yeah. And like, I feel like to, I sound like a fucking hater right now. So I'm sorry if anyone thinks I'm sound like an asshole, but I think that more than anything, there are people out there that, maybe just don't know how to, you know, like we live in bubbles sometimes, like we're tattooers. We kind of get to do whatever we want and we live in a bubble. So sometimes we're awkward and we're rude by accident. Like you don't even realize you're being rude to someone. Tattooing doesn't attract people with real life skills. Yeah. So like, you know, (laughs) you're attract anybody that could have fucking, yeah, you're not like super socially inept and shit like that. So like, I'm not saying that, but, you know, like, I'm not trying to come off rude or, or say that those things. So, like, it's an understanding. But, like, even if you just try a little bit, and that's, like, all, like, I've ever, like, the dudes that work at my shop, Jared and Dane, like, I always try to keep those dudes in, in a good mood. And it's not my job to do that, but it's it's the shop, and we all have to be there for eight hours, ten hours with each other. So we're all trying to have fun. Like, this is, like, what we want to do. and. This is how we're coming together to make it better or, you know, like we come here to get away from 
the stress at home or the stress that we created in our fucking head, like last night before we went to bed, you know, or whatever it is, like we come here, do a tattoo, get away from that shit. Like the least they could do is like try and somewhat maintain like a good morale inside of that shop or inside of next to the person that you work to, you know, work with instead of complaining about it. And this is like what I was telling little Josh yesterday. It was just like, if it don't fucking directly affect you, then why do you care that much? Not that you shouldn't care at all, but why do you care to the extent that it's going to ruin your fucking day when it comes up? You know, like, why can't you just like, Oh, whatever, you know, like, well, I don't like that, but fuck it, you know, or whatever. And there's so many people that are like attached to something and they're like fucking mad about one thing for a whole week. It's like, why? Like, why don't you just let it take up five minutes of your life instead of a whole fucking week? Why is one cancellation in that week make yeah. you feel like the other 11 tattoos that you have don't matter because that was the one tattoo that you really, really wanted to do? And they rescheduled still. Reske- you yeah, know, they just well, rescheduled. They didn't even cancel all the way. Yeah. Like, and you let it ruin your whole week, you know, like, or whatever. And I think that sometimes we forget that, like, we are in like a super awesome position to be able to like tattoo every day, all day and have fun and do all that. So it's like really not that bad. Like you just like learning to step back and be like, fuck yeah, like this shit's sick. Like no matter like my worst day at work is somebody else's best day that works at fucking McDonald's. You know what I mean? So I think like I try to always like appreciate tattooing and like, Stuff like that. And I uh, like all the stuff that I would say right now, like I try to, like I talk to people, you know, if they, they are they, like not being rude intentionally to someone, but like if they're having a bad day, you know, I'd be like, Hey, what's up, dude? Like, what's wrong? Why you get mad? What's up? You know, cause I used to be like that. I was fucking mad as fuck, but I never tried to take it out on my clients, you know, cause it was like, it's not, they have nothing to do with what I have outside of here. So I got to leave that shit at the door. And then like you guys, if I'm working next to you guys, like I can't come in and be fucking heated and mad. And then you guys be like, oh, fuck, did I make him mad or whatever? You know, it's not fair to like anybody involved, client, yourself, the people that you work next to. You know, it's not that tight. And since you since you've owned a shop, you pay attention to the climate of shit and you know make sure everyone's happy or outside of the shop so you make sure people have what they need or you know what's going on outside of here and yeah just pay attention to people's like demeanors and shit like that a so lot of the time yeah, i'm gonna go chat yeah sorry dude josh is leaving love you josh i love you too um, so what were you saying oh playing attention to the climate of the shop you know like the well because we've worked in so many places that by the time you open up a shop you know, you know, we'd work something like, why the fuck don't you give a fuck with the, like, why don't you fix the problem or if somebody sucks, why don't you say something? Or, you know, like, why does it get every shop I've been in get so far out of hand before anybody does anything? And then, and then it usually don't even get taken care of. No. It's just like a band aid on it. It just keeps running. Slap on the yeah. Wrist. Well, okay. Well, he'll probably figure it out. And I was like, fucking throw that guy into the goddamn yeah. sun. What do you mean? And it's like, it how, how, how do you think that dude's going to figure it out? If you're, if you're letting that dude do whatever the fuck he wants all the time. And he just never gets fucking fired or let go. He's not going to learn that lesson. He's not going to learn like, oh shit, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be fucking drinking and smoking weed and 
doing stupid shit while I'm trying to tattoo because that's not acceptable. That was only acceptable there because they were cool with it. And then I took it out of hand. Yeah. You know, if you don't ever let someone know like, Hey man, you can't do that shit here anymore. You're fucking, we gotta let you go. And it sucks. It's so hard to tell your friend you're fucking up, you know, like it's hard for me. Like when you got, and he got let go from Urban Art. It was so hard for me to be like, fuck you, you know, like, but you were fucking up, you know? And I, I, the way I, I pitched it to them was like, if you don't let him go, I'm leaving. Yeah. Because I can't be around him because he's fucking being a piece of shit. I definitely wasn't being helpful to any person around me, you know? Yeah. And they were like, okay, cool. Well, help me out. Fired. Yeah. Fucking and like, look at you, look at you now. All, all the way out. And it's like, not. You know, again, like back to like that personal gain thing. It's like you you learned that lesson and learned it harder than you ever did, and then it yeah. stuck like super super hard. Yeah, well, you know? now you're now you're you know you gotta fucking live your consequences. Yeah, you, know, you gotta live them, or you gotta yeah. fix them, or you gotta like, try and, go yeah. back and apologize, unburn bridges, like an asshole. You know, like and then you look like a dickhead. You yeah. know, because you gotta get yelled at in your face about how much of a piece of shit you were, even though you're trying to be nice about it. Yeah. Like be like, I'm sorry I did that. And they're like, well, well, fuck you. Fuck your sorry. Shove it up your ass or whatever. And you're like, well, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, that shit sucks, you know? So like, I think the freedom of tattooing is super, super tight. You know, it's my favorite thing that I've ever done in my life, but it's also provided everything that I have in my life. It, it It's how I met my wife. It's how I met you. You know, like you have fucking three kids, another one on the way. And, you know, if you couldn't have or afford those kids, you wouldn't have had them. But you could because of tattooing. Yeah, so, and I treat it right. Yeah. And I I, I, I get to have niece, nieces and nephews and shit. And I get to like my, I met Beth, Layla. I have them in my life. And so, like, I try to treat tattooing <clears throat> with, like, like I was saying at the beginning, like, what I give to tattooing, what I take from tattooing, like, I gotta at least like help give back. And like, yeah. I don't, I don't try to do it in the sense of like painting a million pieces of flash, doing nine million sketchbooks or whatever it is. But I try to take care of the people that are around me. Like, I've always just tried to do that, you know. Like, since I started, I was like, hey, you need something. You need me to come in on my day off. Do you need this? Do you, what's up? You need, you need to borrow needles. You need to borrow a machine. You need to do that. You know, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, offer advice when they ask for it, even though they're not going to listen or just listen to someone vent and try to like, I've always, like I told, I, I tell the dudes that I just tattooed Dane's hand at the shop and we were talking about like how tight it is. And I was like, dude, I just, I just want anybody involved in tattooing whether anything, anything I just talked shit about, the dude with the fucking headphones on, all that shit, anything involved in tattooing, I just want you to love tattooing as much as I do. And everybody says they love it, like, a lot. You know, I, I, I love it a lot. So the way I give back is, like, cool, I got to make this dude right next to me love it as much as I do, you know? And that way, when and if he leaves here, or we don't work together anymore... Like he can take that attitude and go to the next shop that the guy's having a hard time and he's hitting a fucking plateau and he's mad and he's trying to get out of that rut. 
that he can offer that advice that I helped him with to get out. Like, well, let's fucking paint some flash or let's do, you know, let's do fucking, let's go out on a shop trip night every fucking once a month or let's go, um, whatever it is. Like, oh, let's go take a seminar. Or let's go whatever. Just something that like increases morale within you guys to like make you like tattooing, you know? Because sometimes the things that make it hard or ruin it is like, it's not even tattooing itself. It's just the amount of effort you got to put into it and the, the amount of shit, like how much shit do you miss with your kids because of tattooing? It's like, how do you balance that? Like I miss yeah. so much shit. With I always ask people about the balance to have a bunch of kids. And then I just notice the older they are, the more they're like, Oh, well, you know, like I did my, you know, they still go to work. They still take care of the shop, but you know, now they give a fuck about their kids or the kids are at the shop a lot or. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I think like that, like with Mike, you know, Layla and, and Beth, you know, like I, like when I told Beth that like, you stay at home and be a stay at home mom and, and whatever is like, well, tattooing is requiring more. It's more demanding of me. And the more you tattoo, the busier you get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the more work you do, the more work you get. Yeah. And that's just like how it goes. So when I told Beth, like, you could stay, you could stay at home and be a full-time stay-at-home mom. It was like, well, if I'm not going to fucking raise my kid, my, my wife's going to. I'm not going to have some babysitter raiser. I was fortunate to have yeah. that situation. You know, fortunate and to have it's it. super lucky to be able to kind of do that shit. So it's like, try to appreciate the fact that tattooing allowed me to do that. Not gave it to me, but allows me to do that. You know, like, you... and. I wasn't owed that from tattooing and I did the work for it to be able to do it. But, you know, I still try to be appreciative of that, you know, that, you know, like people could just not want tattoos ever again, (laughs) you know, and then you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? I got my fucking hands tattooed. You know, like I haven't had a normal job since I was fucking 18, 19. You could move and furniture. Yeah. And it's like, I, am I going to go move furniture? I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, my back hurts from fucking tattooing for 11 years. <laughs> Definitely don't want to lift up couches all day, you know? So I just try to be appreciative of that. And then any anytime I've worked with people, I try to make them see or make them stoked on it. Like I'm stoked on it, you know? Like get them hyped on it have them be not the jaded old guy or not be the grumpy old dude, like grumpy old dude or the, Oh, just fucking God damn it. Tattooing sucks. It's like like back again. It's like, dude, we do the tightest shit ever. You know, like you should be pumped about it. You should be pumped about it. Even like, again, on your worst day, your worst day is somebody else's best day at work. Yeah. Cause people have asked me, my mom, when are you going to get a real job? I was like, I'll probably just fucking die before I do any of that. Like, I don't Yeah. I mean, my dad, optional. you remember my dad all the time because he's a fucking union pipe fitter, like welder, all that shit. Waiting for you to get a real job. And he's so like, oh, well, when you're done playing with that tat shit, <laughs> fucking let me know when you want to fucking be a goddamn welder or whatever. I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't want that, you know? <laughs> they asked me, like, if you didn't tattoo, what would you do? And I was like, I have no fucking idea yeah. and, i don't and, know what and you, asking I don't, someone I, I don't even understand how and asking somebody that like if fucking hard check your ass because you be like, well i'll fucking build machines it's like if tattooing For disappeared who? tomorrow 
There was not a single fucking tattooer ever here again. There was no client ever. What would you do? Like, what would you do? Because you can't go work at Sonic and be like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can't, you know? So, like, I'm not really feeling that shit today. Yeah. Like, oh, you want cherry limeade? Well, fuck cherries. You're not getting that. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You know, like, so I think that we have to be, it's like, especially being, us being that middle ground between like old and new. Yeah. Like tattooers in everyday life would be a human resources nightmare. Dude. Yeah, dude. They'd be like, oh, fuck this guy again. You know, what do you people- say about big dicks? Dude, <laughs> I fucking, dude, I got fired from fucking, I worked at industrial. Remember the industrial skate shop? Hell dude? yeah. Dude. That was my, that fuck, when I was like dude. a kid, I was all, you know what I would do? I'm gonna fucking work my way up the life ladder, get a job, fucking industrial. Dude, dude. I fucking. <laughs> so this is like started getting tattooed with like interested in tattooed. I fucking tossed my goddamn manager over the goddamn skateboard counter, like grabbed him by his fucking shirt, threw him over the fucking counter. I was like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" And it's like, "Holy shit!" You about to go to prison? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my god, why'd I do that? You know, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I can't do those things. You know, like, you, you just you just can't. And it's like, go fucking fired. That dude was fucking mad as shit. He got tossed like a rag doll over a fucking full counter at the mall. And everybody just saw from across the street that's hanging out in fucking Torrid or whatever. They're like, oh my God. I try and give Josh, Josh, I try, I try and give Josh's girlfriend advice to her job, dude. Like, I know what's up, dude. And I'll just, yeah. <laughs> just go in there, kicking the fucking door, telling I'm getting a race today. Yeah. Like, Stop talking. You saw yeah. that doesn't happen in the real world. I was like, what? I'm like, hey, just be assertive. You know, go in there and know your worth. And then Josh here. was telling oh, he's never had a normal job, so he had no idea what well, he was talking about. Like, no, don't do that. I was yeah. like, what's the worst they're going to do? Fire you? Who gives a shit? Just go get a job. I'm over here my life yeah. being an absolute shame. When she gets fired, I'm like, stop talking. Stop yeah. saying stuff to her. So I think up, like that, that, that kind of shit, like, What's the last job you had before you tattoo? I was, I mowed lawns by myself so I could tattoo. Do you want to go back to doing that shit? Because that's what you got on your resume, player. <laughs> you know what I mean? I fucking Did painted people's address on their curb. You would just follow me around tell me what to do all day, regardless of whatever I was no, doing. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if everything just stopped and you guys were just friends and you were like, fuck, we got to do some He'd other knock on my door at 9 a.m. and he'd be like, we're making t-shirts today. And I was like, I'm making t-shirts today. <laughs> He's like, you're gonna make more room than you ever made. Dude, like, dude I Or you just book. recruit this guy to fucking drive the trucks to go mow lawns or whatever, you know? Dude, it's I, like, I don't know. I'd walk in and be like, what what position? I'm like, probably manager, man. I'm fucking manager material. And they'd yeah. be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and like to me, it's like, oh, if something happened and like I go get a normal job, like, what you been doing for the last 10 years? I've been tattooing. They're like, Yo, you wanna see my shit is sick. Dude. Yeah, you know, fucking you wanna see this eagle chest piece <laughs> fucking tight. Should give me a job just off that, you know? Like, so I try to that, just those thoughts and stuff, like, really helped me stay in check. It's like, you gotta, like, try to be that way and take care of, like, the dude that's working with you. And the guy that comes in is having a bad day, you know, like, try to fucking, it's not your job to, like, hype them up and all that shit or whatever. But if those dudes are looking, if, they, if I look at someone, they look tired, they fucking beat up, and like, hey, you got tattoos today? Then this is, like, at the shop. Hey, you got tattoos today? Oh no, like I got you know, like I got the day open. Cool, are you tired? Yeah. Okay, do you want me to post that we you can take walk-ins or you just want to chill? And he's like, Oh yeah, like, I'm just gonna chill and catch up on drawing. It's like cool, cool. That's cool. But when somebody comes just in looking at me all hard, dude. 
Because what? Because I, I fucking. He's all, so there's options. I'm like, are you tired today? He's like, yeah. I was like, it's going to be hard to work hard all day that way. He's yeah, like, you're, you're, also your an, you're also an apprentice. <laughs> hey, bro, I want you to know I didn't say a fucking word. Dude, I can I'm feel, I can feel your eyes. I can feel your scolding eyes. I dude. didn't say shit. Dude, I, I love working hard. Okay? <laughs> I'm pissed off. I'm sitting here not. Let me see. I need to draw. Dude. Uh, <laughs> but I think that, you know, like having that ability and not being the dude that's like breathing down their neck. You know, like, Trying dude, like fucking, yeah, Jared, Jared had goddamn PTSD, bro. <laughs> like, it was like, hey, you got shit going on. It's like, oh, uh, no, Should but I? why? Uh, what do you need me to do? Do you need me to go fucking get walk-ins? I'm like, dude, no. I'm just asking if you're trying to chill today or not. Like, <laughs> are, do, you, are you, you taking eat? it easy? Like, would you want to go sit down and eat somewhere? He's like, we can do that. I'm like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. What the fuck? I own this place. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, that's, that's the... Uh, the advantage is like you guys worked hard to get to the point where it's like I want you here with me, you know, to tattoo. And they both tattoo well. We just hired another dude. It's like, why do we work hard? You know, like we work super hard and to get like kind of somewhere to try to get to the top of the inf- fucking never ending tap mountain, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I remember Infinity. Yeah, it's shaped like a fucking infinity symbol. I tell people all the time, dude. Dude, dude, all the time. Like, I think I told uh, Jesus, who works at Immaculate, I'm like, it. We we tattoo, and the first time you do that tattoo, you're like, fuck, that's hard. You know, how do I get good? And then you're just chasing an invisible unicorn for the rest of your fucking life that you're never going to catch. You're never going to be the best dude. You're never going to fucking get to the end of the, all the walk-ins. You're never going to... Nothing. It's never ends. You're just going, 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 going forever. So why wouldn't we just at least enjoy it? You know, like, why Why does it have to be the worst day of your life every day that you come into the shop? You know, it doesn't need to be. Like, you can make it super tight and be stoked as fuck. So what... Um, how, who works at your shop? Yeah. So right now, we have Jared, who's uh at constant with the v headache on instagram and then uh dane donker from florida he's been working in um arizona for five years and he's fucking that dude rips man he's like so fucking good he's like a goddamn printer he's donker tattoo on um instagram as well and those dudes were like the dudes that like i handpicked them that's why i worked at the shop by myself it's like I'm not. I don't want to just hire people to to fill seats. You know. How you gonna, how you gonna drive a Corvette if you don't have all these people working for you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, I don't need one. You know, like I don't. What do I need that for? You know. So, I, you know, try to provide a space that those dudes can grow into. And when I hire them, every time I'm like, hey, if you the second you feel this shit ain't working, talk to me, so then I can try to help you get a job somewhere else or I could point you in the right direction or whatever. You know, the second it's not working for you, I don't want you to hate. I don't want to make, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel like you need to hate this place to leave because you don't need to hate it. Like it, it does like everybody. I feel like a lot of people end up like, Oh, I fucking hated that place. And da 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 da. But wait, it was like wait, at some point until you're mad all the way yeah, for you leave for to leave. It's like, well, why don't you just, Hey man, I'n not happy. Because it sucks. It's hard. I left here. I left Atomic Lotus. 
when I did that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And it sucked to tell, you know, to tell him like, hey, man, I don't like it here. And I'm going back to Phoenix. It fucking sucks to tell someone that you're friends with in the face that and not feel like a piece of shit. So then I'm like a fucking 29-year-old man, like teary-eyed, like, I'm fucking sorry. I don't like it. I'm real sorry. You know, like, acting like... But it's like, why why aren't we caring that much? Why don't you care that much? That you don't feel like a piece of shit when you treat your friends like shit. You know? And it's like, this... It's like a super self-sustaining, like, independent thing that we're a part of, but you still should, like, at least try to, like, establish good connections and, and treat people well. You know, there's no reason that it has to be, like, it's already pretty pirate in its own act. You know what I mean? It's 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 something that people in a normal world, we're 5% of things, and we're just so emerged in it that we think, like, tattooing, that the world revolves around tattooing. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, And we forget that out there and, and all that shit, like, that it's not that big. Well, because people, I, you know, especially online, you give, you know, like I have a platform to say a bunch of bullshit, but along with that, everyone does. Mm-hmm. And you'll come across stuff where somebody's like, you know, tattooing needs to go to back to what it used to be. And I was like, man, if tattooing went back to what it used to be, you wouldn't exist. I would barely exist. Fuck that, dude. That was like that story <laughs> I fucking told goddamn Josh, you know, like. There's been on multiple occasions that someone walked into the shop with two AR-15s pointed at the fucking roof, no goddamn shirt on, and I thought I was going to fucking die. It was like, oh, sick, no. I don't want it to go back (laughs) to that. No, you start yelling no. No. If I saw that happening, I'd be like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And like fucking die and have a brain aneurysm, you know what I mean? And same shit, like I was saying, like, like Jared motherfucker didn't use the term effects. Been tattooing seven years. He didn't know it was available to didn't do? Didn't know. Like, he knew a Thermofax existed, but he's like, the one we had sucked ass. So, like, I never used one that was good. So, I just hand-stenciled everything. I'm like, what? Like, what years. do you mean? And then he's just like, yeah, dude. And uh, I was trying to make money. I'm like, how did you make money? Because it takes forever to hand-stencil shit. Like, how the fuck? What the fuck? What kind of business plan was that? You know, or whatever. And he's like, I don't know. I was just doing what I was told, you know? And then, you know, like, shit like that or... All that, all that kind of stuff is like I, I like it for what it was, and it was super tight. But it was, it's way cooler now to not sweat if someone's gonna walk in the front door with the fucking gun. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely, or, it was. I mean, and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? And every time it was, oh, I'm here to sell these to Dave. You know, like, <laughs> he's all, what's up, motherfucker? Yeah, like I thought my whole goddamn face was getting shot off. Was like, oh, dude, Dave said motherfucker to the wrong guy. You know, <laughs> Dave said, hey, motherfucker, to the yeah, wrong. I thought that dude was gonna terminate my fucking face, like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude. Just fucking blow you, you thought Dave, some other dude was quitting his apprenticeship, just way past dude, dude, come yeah. back to catch Dave, dude. I was like, oh shit. So maybe beat him in a Call of Duty, <laughs> right? He's all came to play Call of Duty as controller. Yeah, <laughs> God, God damn it, dude. So like that, that kind of shit. Um. So what did um? Where's your shop at? Where uh, like, what's the information? It's a Hand of Faith Tattoo in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we just been we've been open for a year. Um, like I said, uh, Jared's there. Constant headache on on Instagram. Dane's there. Um, Andrew starts this week. Um, I hate Andrew Morales on Instagram. You hate him? 
That he, I, fuck, I guess I he fucking, hates himself. I don't know. I fucking hate him too now. Freaking idiot. I, I book in advance. Dane books in advance. And Jared and, and Andrew take walk-ins, but they they have like local clientele, so sometimes it can be a little hard to get in. Um, but we will always, always, always try to get you in on a walk-in. Um, we're not too cool for that. And if we can't get you on a walk-in, we'll set you up an appointment. Whatever day that you want to get in, we'll make it happen. Um, because I love tattooing. It's tight as fuck. Trying to just do every tattoo? Yeah, every fucking tattoo. I want to do all of them. If I ain't doing them, they're going to the dudes right next to me. So, and then, yeah, so people can call the shop and they can just get a hold of you? Yeah, call the shop, hand a face tattoo. Um, and he'll be out here in Oklahoma, too. He got his license. Yeah, that bounce back and forth between here and here in Oklahoma and Arizona because I got to come and visit Randy's fucking army I need help digging, digging holes and doing hard work. Yeah, I got to dig a garden every time or some <laughs> shit. It's fucking wild, dude. Um, uh, but yeah, just come in, get tattooed. Um, and, and what's fucking, your Instagram? My, my Instagram's Manny underscore the machete on Instagram. Shop Instagram is just hand of faith tattoo. And I think that's it. I think I plugged everyone already. But I, I, I appreciate you guys letting me come and do this shit. And for you guys having a dope ass shop and like, for you guys just doing what you guys are doing, you know, like doing the podcast. I think Jimmy was telling you guys like documenting this kind of shit and just the conversations that someone could reference just to, just to know that like, Hey, that dude had that struggle too, or that dude um, had a hard time at the beginning or he, you know, had a lot of hard times like not falling into like a burnout or something like that yeah. like it's it's cool to hear that so it's like oh it's reassuring so it's not as bad it doesn't need to be as bad or feel as gnarly as yeah you're not stuck you're not stuck, you're stuck. You're not, you you're can not pull stuck. yourself out yeah, you know people ask me well i'm at the shop and it sucks and the guy sells drugs my life sucks what do i do i was like fucking leave what do you mean what you fucking Quit. do yeah what are you fucking Quit. oh that dude your life you're yeah. house slave yeah. fucking yeah. people don't have that perspective leave. like i didn't have that perspective at all until you were like what the fuck are you talking about why haven't you gone to every single shop within a million miles you didn't really like, want to tap bro you want to fucking, I didn't fucking talk to know him. that you could do that and <laughs> yeah and he was like go bring them donuts and be there fucking seven hours before they open yeah okay and it's like true it's like one of those things where i think that you know we we definitely got to do another whole podcast because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we didn't really cover as far as like how gnarly like when you are doing all this stuff and you become that guy that is complaining the whole fucking time. I've been that like guy. being a depressed asshole. You're a sad boy. Yeah, dude. you're sad as fuck, and everyone just keeps asking you why you're mad, why you're sad, and all that shit. And like learning to like pull yourself out of that, you know, is so fucking hard. And, you know, like, that's why I always tell people, like, I, I want everyone to love tattooing as much as I do, because tattooing makes me and helps me pull myself out of those funks. You know, like, I know that if I'm in Arizona and I'm feeling in a funk, cool, I'll just fly to Oklahoma and hang out with you, hang out with the kids and, like, fucking do different tattoos in a different setting and, and do that stuff. It's like, take those, take the time to make those changes and put yourself in a different situation to, like, get some clarity so then when you do go back to that other spot or back home to your home shop it, you it makes you realize like oh okay like it's not it's not that bad I, lo- I, I love it i love what i'm doing and i don't need to like hate all this shit 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the grass is green. It's where you water it. Yeah. 100%. So I appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. you coming out. Mm-hmm. So, Dick, listen. Hey. I was on earlier, dude. You're all fucking. No, I'm trying to do a sexy voice. Hey, girl, this is the Dip and Rip Outcast with Manny the Machete. Thanks for listening. He just explodes his ears when he has a fucking. Oh, okay. What do you want me to say? Say fucking. Uh, say it's a Dip and Rip Outcast, dude. And then, so my name is Manny the fucking machete. I'm breaking fucking hands. No way. Okay, no, not cool. All right, um, this is Manny the Machete, and this is the Dip and Rip podcast. Okay, now say with confidence, like you care. I don't it's care. Manny <laughs> <laughs> it's Manny the Machete, this is the Dip and Rip podcast. No, 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 no. I don't know part from that. I don't know. I don't believe you're having it's like you're God damn it. Give me a call back. This man. <laughs> hey, yeah. Go ahead and give me a call back. What do you want me to say? What's up, players? This is the goddamn Dipper Rip podcast. You're about to get your fucking ears fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> man of the machete style.